0: You stole your deal with Sosa.
1: Stole it. Okay, boss. I am the boss. boss. Hey, Tony. Remember I told you when you started? The guys who last in this business. The guys who fly straight. Low-key, quiet. And the guys who want it all. Chicas champagne.
2: Flash,
3: they don't last.
4: It's the Ron and Fez Show.
2: Oh, bro-
4: yeah, Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, Eastside Dave Americans, McDonald. You- Ron a Show from- on a weekday. We're
5: not, no.
4: Open up the phone lines for your <laughs> Wow. Each buns. Kind of embarrassing, I was talking this whole time I did not know that we had an opening play I gotta work on the timing there Well you guys just missed the most hysterical story About how you can save gigantic uh, money By beating the IRS Sorry you missed I got off the elevator today to see uh, people crowded around Slash getting their picture taken. So, uh, and then I hear us playing GNR. So I'm going to guess Eastside Dave McDonald got to meet uh,
6: Slash today. Affirmative. Uh, what are you in the Marine Corps now? Unbelievable One of the friendliest people One of the coolest guys Not so much his bodyguard But huh. Slash himself was fucking awesome Why does a grown man need a bodyguard? I don't know I, I had my Slash get up all put on And the bodyguards put the kibosh mm-hmm. on it And then Slash came out And then he was like so affable That he would have loved it It was just the bodyguard was like No, ain't no way Ain't no way he going in there like that Why not? I know. He I have. thought it would have hurt Slash's feelings.
4: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now everyone's <laughs> dressing like me, making fun of me. It's <laughs> no way <one> First to <laughs> have a fight with Axel. Now people are making fun of me, and I know he's not even doing the Slash look anyway. He had the hat on backwards. Backwards was, hat. Yeah. yeah, it was a
6: stupid. He started that during the Use Your Illusion tour. I don't to like that. Doing. I like the big fucking top hat. Oh, I like the top hat too, but it's hard for radio because of the headphones. That's why I think. Why he does he need, need headphones? <laughs> he's the fucking
4: guest. Was he checking the levels? <laughs>
6: Yeah, so so that, that that was very awkward. But I got a nice picture, and I got him to sign my Guitar Hero guitar. So this is uh, your third GNR meeting.
4: Yes, sir. All thanks to our good
6: buddies, O&A. Yeah, I, I could not uh, thank them enough because um, I got Steven Adler, then Duff McKagan, now, now Slash. Were they disappointed that you didn't get to meet him on air? They were disappointed, I think, yeah. a little bit, because it wasn't, they wanted it to happen. They no. wanted the whole ridiculousness of yeah. jumping up and down. No, everyone was cool, including Slash, except for this one fucking big meathead. Did and, you come up to him later and say Slash wanted me? <laughs> no,
4: that, but... You, remi- you reminded me of, like, an Almost Famous, when they wouldn't let him backstage. And then he had to get the fucking groupies to let him back there. Band-Aids. Well, I guess you're right. They are there to support the music. I got
6: a picture, though, of me of Slash signing my guitar, which is cool. How did it get blown up so fast? E-Rock has some fucking weird photo. Uh, he's got what? some dark room back there. What is E-Rock, <laughs> a one-hour fucking uh, photo? Matt, <laughs> Robin, Robin Williams, Williams over there. <laughs> the thing is amazing looking. I know, it's great. Could you and Slash get further away from each other? <laughs> I didn't know. He, he didn't say he was taking the picture. I would have actually posed in right. that case. I would have done a little smile, but still. Well, that...
4: We'll go in the smoke zone, my friend. That's, Fuck yes. That's smoke zone style. Yeah. So now I have Slash. By the way, I just, uh, E-Rock is bringing you uh, hats like that, shirts, and keychains. It's got them all up.
6: It's got a little fucking tchotchke center in the back. I know, he's great with that kind of shit. Anything you need. Um, now that I have Slash's thing, I just gotta get Izzy, and then I'm ready. I'll have four of the guys, and then I have my documentary, Finding Axel. So there was only five original GNR guys? Correct. Hmm. See, uh, whoever was
4: your, because uh, I get this completely with Dave, whoever was your band at that age
6: is kind of the fucking ones that still make you act like a stupid kid. Yeah, well, I was 10 years old when Appetite came out. So, or I, was, I was actually 9, but I really discovered it but when I was act 10. Well, you acted 10. <laughs> I discovered <laughs> it when I was For 10. Sure. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is the best thing of all, of all time. All
4: right. Uh, Eagles uh, Eagles uh, couch just wrote to me. Why does he say Dave always take off his clothes when he gets on A? No, I was,
6: I, was, I was doing a slash routine. You know, I, he takes his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Then I was doing an axle who, who wears biker shorts. So I wore biker shorts underneath when I was singing. So you uh, ran around in biker shorts? I have like a a biker shorts boxers on Mm because that was Axel's look from Use Your Illusion. All right, we're going to go through the uh, (laughs) Itchy Buns.
4: Let me say special thanks to uh, ONA uh, for letting uh, Dave come in and meet uh, one of his heroes. And of course, to E Rock for putting the whole thing in a beautiful photo fucking album within seconds. I don't know how he's able to pull it off. Um,. Let's go to Jackie in New Jersey. You're on the Ron and Fez show.
7: Yes, Ron, I have uh, today's Ichiban. Yeah. Um, I called on September 24th, 2008 to give you the Ichiban that Gary Unmarried was premiering. Today, I regret to report that CBS has canceled our good friend Jay Moore's show, Gary Unmarried.
4: Jackie, how did you pull off deciding to do the lifespan of this, uh, of this show?
7: I figured... You know, with Jay Moore news, it's my job to be the uh, Jay Moore correspondent to the uh, Ron. All
4: right, I'm glad we have a Jay Moore correspondent. What I want is 300 million correspondents for everybody in the United States, so everybody will have a different name.
8: Yeah, it'll be weird if Jay Moore ends up being Jackie's correspondent. That would be a nice turnaround. Everybody has
4: to do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would like to keep the celebs with other celebs. I like to see Jay Moore keeping an eye on Bruce Willis. That's me. Uh, I saw Jay's uh, Twitter yesterday, and he is a gracious gentleman uh, who said thank you to CBS for five years of uh, work and onward and upward, bringing up he's got his Clint Eastwood movie coming out at Christmas. Maybe this will be what we've always wanted for Jay, that little Oscar nod, best supporting actor. Maybe this is his Mystic River. If anyone, can give it to him. It's Eastwood. He's been known. People who work for Eastwood get best supporting. Morgan Friedman did it. Uh, Tim Robbins got one. Gene Hackman. Please stop bringing up Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman got one for what? Unforgiven.
6: I thought that was Morgan Friedman's. No, it was uh, Gene Hackman guy, but Morgan Freeman, guy, I thought, guy for a Million Dollar, million dollar baby. baby is what you were going, yeah. I would have used
4: Million Dollar Babies as uh, Billion Dollar Babies. I would use the same fucking song <clears throat> and just brought them out and put them in Alice Scooper stuff. Um, Jimmy, you're on the Ron and face show.
9: And bodice. Yeah. Uh, lost last night, steps it up again. Ben is a
4: badass killing machine. Excellent episode, buddy. Oh, man. Well, they all sat around the fire with the torch like Survivor. Oh, that was unbelievable. It, <coughs> best episode ever. Did you cry, Fez? I got no water here today. I'm trying to get everything worked out with the kids. It's a strange day.
8: No, I really didn't cry, and I wasn't that into the episode. When I saw You're Just Like Me Now... I just thought, all right, now we're just running through things too fast. We were in a
4: state of
8: tension over at uh, uh,
4: Casa Bennington. Uh, Nobody could move, and then occasionally we would scream out, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hicks, where were you on this one? I
10: loved it. I love Ben. Fucking fucking, just turn on everyone.
4: Ben, uh, one of my annoyances of this season is that we're getting further and further from Ben. I still, uh, Dave, where are you on it?
6: Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And that made me two for two. I told you Saeed would redeem himself, Ben would turn bad. I said it. it happened. Well, we haven't seen yet. There's no way he's going to the good side. He can't. He is born evil. Maybe, but that doesn't
4: mean that he doesn't have a fucking get even moment with the smoke monster. And I still don't know who the smoke monster is. I mean, Fez's stuff of finding out stuff too fast, I'm just the opposite. I'm feeling like uh, there's going to be so many things that we don't know. My only problem is this, though. Uh, Like with the bet, I don't like the constant heel turn. A heel turn doesn't work if it happens every week. You've got to fucking spread these things out. He doesn't get to save his daughter. Oh, that's such a good... Seriously. Huh. Save that impression for later. Because I'm going to have you... There's a new character on the show. We're going to call Ben Linus. And that's going to be you. Jack? Um, but what's all happening in the alternate re- uh, reality... Really fucking exciting stuff. Here's my fucking feeling right now. The two realities are going to merge somehow. I still don't know how, David. I still don't know why... That other reality is so important. But we're going to find out everybody that died on the island is alive. It doesn't matter. that In that world, the other reality disappears, this reality. Everybody who was ever killed on Lost lives. Except for, at this point, Jack. Jack dies, then goes back and lives in the Lost reality. Wow. Keeping an eye on things. Now, having said that, I don't believe for a second...
6: Jack is the one. It seems like it wouldn't have happened the second to last episode. Absolutely not. There there has to be no twist. why go
4: out of the point to go, oh, he has a nice son who loves him? Right. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like it's got to be Sawyer to save Jack. Yeah, and I was waiting for Sawyer to even say more about it and didn't. He will. He's going to. There's a possibility also that Ben could be the fucking smoke monster. But there's also the other possibility of, A, Jacob... Uh, isn't a good guy, or B. Jacobs is fucking stupid anyway. and doesn't really have all the details.
6: He seemed uh, a bit evil last night he when did. he was in, in the campfire, uh, and even leading up to the campfire was the m- mean little kid. And also, with what- my ashes. Fuck you, I'll slap you sideways. What did you take from uh, when Jack was bleeding from the neck in the alternate reality? I didn't get that.
4: What did you pick up on? I-,
6: I feel like that is now physical proof that the alternate reality is fake and that they not only should, but they have to leave the alternate reality in order to survive. The alternate reality but, is a way to kill them. But uh
4: there are people who are already dead over there.
10: I picked up that, uh, that, the two realities bleeding together because Hurley yeah. well, I out, like of, that. out of nowhere, remembered remember Anna Lucia. When, how would he have known? That was the first time he saw her in that reality.
6: I don't know because now he knows. He knows you know now. I mean? now. Now Never's he knows. Wrong. He knows. Ever since Desmond enlightened him, Hurley's boom. He's 100%
8: He's showing in.
4: up with a, with a, with a hardcore 130. See, yeah. I, I, I
8: wondered if that was like Kate's blood on him at first. Like with the, with the realities interconnecting with each other.
4: Uh eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez.
6: Uh, Davy Mack, a little b ball action last night. Once again, Boston shocks everyone. Ninety five ninety two over the magic. Now we're starting to have this uh, another uh it, it looks like a crash course, a lost type of thing, if you will, destiny for Celtics Lakers because if the lakers take down the suns tonight both teams up 2-0 it's hard to envision them either team losing Celtics
4: lakers is everything you want in uh course basketball
6: and it would be kind of cool because the lakers are better than the laker team that lost to them 2 years ago i think this would be a more even matchup i think pal gasol's better now that he's played with kobe for two full two and a half full years so actually a lakers Celtics rematch would be a hell of a series but you know, it doesn't mean I'm not still pulling for the Suns. I'd love to see the Suns do it too. Um, but I mean, uh, Dwight Howard's getting shut down, and he's he's getting very frustrated, and he has he has nobody. Uh, Sean, you're on the Runnafest show.
7: Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but when Jack asked him how long he had to do the job, he just said for as long as you have to not as long as your life is or until you die or something like that.
4: Well, that's because life, you know, has a different meaning there. Yeah, You know, well, you, you could fucking argue the fact that uh Jacob uh really wasn't alive this whole time, even when his body was there. Because he was living in a whole different kind of reality. Um, here is uh Mike. Mike in Ontario. You're in my Fez.
9: Ron and Fez. Fezzy, I love you, dude. Um, I was really happy to see that that Jack stepped up the way he did. I was a little surprised that he did, but I was really happy
7: to see it. And I was uh, I was surprised when Hurley was like, "Oh, I don't want it." But I was, that I really put something in my head to think that there's more to Hurley now. Something else is going to happen
9: where Hurley's probably going to have to step up because he didn't want to. The
5: uh,
4: the fact is, even if these last two and a half hours fucking piss us off. At least it gets you up to this. When's the last time you had a end of a TV show that you gave a fuck about?
6: Mm, not since The Sopranos. The Sopranos, and that 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 is the last one. And Sopranos did a terrible job at building towards something. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that whole last season with Johnny Cakes and whatnot was ridiculous. Now this is Lost. G Baby was right. In fact, I thought the grade was too low. I gave it a solid A, not a minus. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, G Baby a correct on a minus.
4: My only problem was the Survivor fucking uh, thing with the torch. And nobody realizing, wait, this looks exactly like a fucking ceremony on Survivor.
6: It would be great if Jeff Probst walked in. Uh, Zach, Delaware, run a fish show.
9: Hey, Ron. Uh, I think it's uh, the kind of drawing parallels, like where Kate's going to be like the mom, where Sawyer and Jack always fighting for her attention like they did with the, what the two kids Jacob did with the mom, and that uh, Sawyer's going to somehow become the new smoke monster when Kate dies. And also, it's going to end with uh, Hurley ordering
6: something for the table. Uh, ordering for everybody? I ordered for the table. I get another tattoo if that comes up. If Hurley says, I ordered for the table, I will tattoo it on my goddamn back. You ought to think about doing Lost <laughs> on your
4: back anyway, dude. Seriously. Uh,
6: I promise the wife no tattoos. I will break it if ordered for the table comes up. I, I am telling the Lost writers right now, if you just edit it
4: you're in a no-tattoo promise. Yeah, I told, I told her. I no. thought you guys were such alt- ro- alt-rockers that, you know, what's the difference? It's all an art form. Well,
6: us. just the last two or three have just been so shitty and, and, and escalating in The Sopranos. What about a really cool one, though? Oh, really cool one, yes. After today, I might, I'm dead serious. I might get some kind of slash tattoo, if, uh, you know, it, it, somewhere. What about we do E-Rock's picture that he took of you? I, I'm, then
4: I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can photo. have him turn that into stencil within seconds. <laughs> Should
6: I be in the uh, tattoo?
4: There? Yeah, you're in it with my car. Get your thing sign. <laughs> and then you can write on on underneath the caption is, "I got to meet uh, slash outside the O and A show." Okay, as long as I can have like a medieval font, and then, um,
8: the tattoo should be
4: of you shirtless. Oh uh, wait, here you cried. I'm looking at a picture of you crying on O and A.
6: I got emotional, w- reminiscing about it. I got very emotional. Um, if there they, you are playing guitar
4: uh, on A's fucking console.
6: If they had put me in as soon as I got into work today, it would have been... You would have heard no audio. Yeah, hey, the hard thing really helped you lose some weight. Yes. And actually, I ate a very hearty breakfast today because I'm not fucking around. I barely slept, and I, I was just up all night thinking about Slash. Oh, well,
4: it's not to think about. Why didn't you come in even earlier and meet him downstairs and... Be the person
6: who takes him up. I should have, yeah. But, I mean, this is like, this is the best thing ever now.
4: Here, let me say it. Bring it on over to me. This is his little...
6: We're bringing it in. Yeah, I, uh...
4: It's always weird of, like, who comes here, the people give a shit, and who they don't. Because we see famous people here every day. Hey, what's happening, dude? It's been a long time. Hey, he's just hanging out. He's not
6: doing anything. Right, who who all you got uh, signed on here so far? We got Stephen Adler, of course. We got uh, Duff McKagan, and now we have Mister Slash himself. Well, that's pretty cool. Saul Hudson on this thing. But Slash, no, no,
8: no! Please don't do that. Don't. It looks smudged now. <laughs> Please don't. Ah, don't. Ah. Looks like someone's wet fingers been all over it. Go, Shut the door,
4: Fez. You put your ass up against the door so he can't got get it. him. You got seconds. You got seconds. In, uh, uh, Let's go over here to uh, David. David, you're on the Ron Fez Show.
7: Hey, boys. How you doing? Yeah. Have, have you, Y'all find it odd that they haven't showed Jack's wife or ex-wife in the alternate reality? You think it's going to lead up to anything?
4: Uh, Maybe they just couldn't pay to get her back. I'm sure other people are doing stuff and all. And she only had a small thing. It's not like
6: she was ever under contract. She stunk anyway. Jack fucking saves her from paralysis. and, And then she leaves him? Um... Glenn, Philly, you're in Mona Fez.
7: Hey, um you guys were just talking about Jack's wife. Uh, her show on ABC was actually um just filmed an episode in Hawaii. So I have a feeling that, that they will that we will see Jack's wife back in the episode. But that's not what I called about.
4: No, it is. Um, it's everything you called about, Glenn.
7: No, I assure you it isn't. Um, yeah. actually no, I think Locke from the Sideways World is actually going to be the one that is taking care of the island at the end of the episode.
4: You know, it's very funny here. Um, earlier this season, I said, it seems like, you know, to me, the show had always been about the little love triangle. Those
6: were the show, right? Locke is almost making it his show this year. I've always, he's been my favorite character, and I'm, I'm hoping that the alternate Locke does have to save the island in some capacity. All right, I
4: gave uh, A-minus. Just like G baby for last night's uh uh, fe- uh Dave, what about you? A, Higgs? A plus, loved it. A plus, so oh. and Fezzy, F.
8: Oh geez, just a big fat F.
4: That's negative. It seems like you have to shit on on loss no matter what happens right now. Maybe just call it shits instead of loss. I don't get it. Not even close. Uh, Jamie, you're on my Fez.
8: Yeah, I think there's going to be a surprise twist that Jack's wife in the sideways world is Juliet. That's how they always focus on that kid's blue eyes. I think she's the only girl on there with the real dark blue eyes.
6: Uh, I, but we have seen his wife before another. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, we, we've seen his wife, his real ex-wife, but I'm not sure if we've seen his alternate reality ex, uh, ex-wife. All right, good point. All right, maybe the Juliet thing
4: is something there to run with. That'll really piss Sawyer off. Then why did he get oh, the by, by the way, he and Sawyer are fucking garbage dicks when it comes to women. They're just passing fucking women back and forth between them. It's gross.
8: I wish the old lady had turned out to be Jack's alternate wife instead it, of Whitmore's.
6: Is it fucking gross or is it really cool? I think it's gross. I'll stand by my earlier conviction. Hmm. Uh, let's go over here to,
4: uh, Travis, show my face.
7: Morning, buddies. Yeah. Uh, I think the, uh, character that we've all forgotten about that's going to end up taking care of the island at the end of the show is going to be Vincent Walt's Dog.
4: That's not how it goes. It goes like this. Uh, what did I do with his, uh, guitar? I don't
8: did know. Did you take it back, Dave? No. Come on, Guys. Swear to God, I don't know it
4: where it is. It
8: was here. Well, see, it's little. It's one of those... Yeah, but I
4: had it in front of me, didn't I?
8: Why'd you do that? It was. I
4: swear to you, Dave, I don't know what happened Oh, come on, Dave. No, couldn't no have one's left. left the room. This isn't fucking lost. It is There's lost. some kind of cave of fucking light that, that it's could into. That's in where we are. In an alternate
8: reality, you don't have one. You it never fu- learn how to play Guitar Hero. Wait a minute, Dave,
4: uh, Fez. As... If fucking Dave had an, had an alternate reality, he'd try to go there, because it would have to be better than this. <laughs> Most likely.
6: I'd lock that son of a bitch. I'd put myself in a wheelchair, get get, get over that island. Uh, when are you going to meet Izzy and the Jujus, or whatever they were called? What was the name of his band? Izzy Straddling and Juju Hounds. Some good music there. That time, uh, time out of head or something. Whatever, it was good. Uh, play it, play it for me,
4: Billy. Arkansas, you're on Hey
9: Ron, I think we got to keep an eye on Ben on loss because last night, you know, Lock promised him he could have the island. Then he told him he was going to destroy the island, and all Ben's
1: ever want to do is stay on that island,
4: Billy. There's wisdom coming out of Arkansas this morning. All right, that's it. We're going to keep an eye on Ben for the next two and a half hours.
8: Ben. Oh, Ben's uh, not going to do nothing. John, Miami, Armand Fez.
7: Yeah, I just want to let you guys know on the internet, you can actually look up some spoilers. uh, It's a site called darkufo.com.
4: Well, first Uh, of all, the spoilers don't mean that it's necessarily true. And two, don't fucking give me goddamn spoilers. I got to make it to the end of Sunday night without spoilers. uh, Coming up a little later in the show, uh, we're going to play, I was going to say, part of The Unmasked uh, with Colin Quinn, but I think we're going to, I think we might just play it through for you folks. Um, James, you Hello? Yeah. Yeah,
7: I
9: hear you have a guitar for sale, Ronnie. I'd like to buy it from
4: you. What kind of money are we talking about?
9: Uh, I don't know, ten, twenty, thirty hey. bucks,
4: maybe. Yep. While well, you're saying thirty dollars, this has been signed now by sixty percent of Guns N' Roses, the original members of Guns N' Roses.
6: Yes, and it's mine. Thank you. I had the foresight to do that. Uh, John, your manifest.
4: John. John, you, we got you, buddy. Scott. Well, whatever your name is. Start speaking.
7: Yeah, Dave, did it ever occur to you to get Guns N' Roses to sign something better than a stupid toy controller? Uh, Maybe a poster or a real guitar?
6: Can I tell you something, though? In terms of collectibles, this is actually pretty brilliant on Dave's hand. It was Slash's fucking game. That's why I did it. And I never thought I would actually get Slash himself. So I got the other two guys. If you get the five original guys...
4: Signing this fucking fake guitar with smudges.
6: No. Smudge by a radio legend. Don't smudge the guitar, please. Seriously.
8: Don't do it. Well, that's if we can find it.
6: So I want to start shooting my documentary, Finding Axel, where I, get, where I, I search the country to have him. Why don't you write messenger. another documentary called Finding Rent Money?
4: <laughs> why would you laugh at that? I can see why everybody else would. I know. I thought it would annoy you. Um, uh, it's all rolling now though, huh? With the bosses?
6: Oh yeah, it's rolling, it's rolling, 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 <laughs> sipping, you juices. gave them a line in the sand, right? Yeah, I did. I gave him a but line in the sand. Not a firm line in the sand. Well, sand is, you know. Do they have the date? Um, yeah, I told them that, the, I told them the date as well. They know, they know the story. Dave Pound, don't you hear me calling? Here's your, here's your problem. Fez Watley ready to step up. That's your problem.
4: You're catching him right when he's getting stronger and on the comeback trail. I'm glad about that. And that's going to be the double bluff. That's going to be like uh, the Cold War. Two fucking nations looking in each other's eyes. Yeah, but we, we can all
6: be in a happy family together. Tony, PA, you're Fez.
9: Hey, Ron, I just wanted to mention, I, I agree with Fez on this loss poor shit. All six years or five years, we get to the numbers. The numbers. First couple seasons were all about the numbers. Now we find out it's just some numbers on a wall. That, eh, he's just crossing off.
4: Uh, yeah. That's exactly right. It makes perfect sense. What else would you want it to be? You have otherworldly people fighting over the fate of not just this island, but the entire planet. And this isn't weird enough for you? Oh, I thought those numbers were going to be something creepy. They are something fucking creepy. There's different realities happening at the same time. Did that ever take place in the Mary Tyler Moore show? Fuck no. Best show ever, man. Mary Tyler Moore was lost. And they had a great ending. Long way to temporary. Um, Let's go over here to uh, Bill. Bill in Jersey. A big ass 29.75, i seventy-five. I'm gonna hit this for you, Bill. Ooh-ah. Ron, I, uh,
9: there's something special going on in Philadelphia right now. It involves a team in orange and black, an old lady who duets uh, with uh, a young lady singing "God Bless America." We're two games away, and that's all I'm going to say. I can't mention it.
4: Don't even mention what's going on, bro. But it's been one crazy—it's been one crazy story.
9: Oh, and uh, happy birthday to Michael Lighton. He's 29 years old today.
4: 29 years young—I like to say for him.
6: There you go. All
4: right. One year till it's all over for him.
6: Happy birthday,
4: Dave Mack. When are you gonna hit thirty? I'm thirty-two. Jesus Christ! Everything's Shit. going by for Feeling me. Feeling good. Everything's going by like there's no tomorrow. Time gone by. Uh, all right, here's an Ichiban. I find this uh, to be an interesting story. Uh, this story will pop up every once in a while. This time, it's taking place. In
5: Connecticut, uh,
4: there's an attorney general up there in Connecticut, and a Senate hopeful, Richard Blumenthal, Blumenthal is his name. Uh, he admitted on Tuesday to a few occasions of misspeaking about serving in Vietnam, saying uh, by saying that when he said he served in Vietnam, he meant that he served during Vietnam. Uh, This has happened uh, occasionally where people's war stories uh, will come back to haunt them uh, because they weren't there at all. And uh, several movies have been done on on this before. But uh, my question was, how big a deal is this to you? I think most people, let's take Dave's sports stories, we find out to be somehow over exaggerated as the years go by i'll give you the, uh, i'll give you more examples most guys that i meet today uh, back in their hometown where they grew up were incredible athletes badasses who partied hard and kept on driving and fucked so many girls
10: Never lost a fight either
4: uh never lost a fight um, particularly against multiple guys. That's when I hit the first guy, butted the second. So are we not used to people bullshitting like this? Hicks, what about for you?
10: Yeah, constantly. Uh, and especially have women, they f- people fuck. That's the fucking craziest thing ever, because everyone's a constant fucking c- pussy on top of their car. Yeah,
4: even though you don't see them doing any business these days. No, it's crazy. It's the Fra- a- like we call the Franklin stories. Basically. Um. What about for you Davey Mack? would this bother you if if a person said this
6: Not not if it's coming from a politician uh, again if, if it was coming from a regular citizen yes it would bother me but politicians you're fools to believe them they they are they have to embellish that's that they fucking do but here's the fucking deal when
4: it comes to stuff like this particularly this fucking war that so many people uh you go over there and you sacrifice. And then some other motherfucker is going to take credit for that. Some fucking guy who actually got deferments is going to take credit for that. To me, it's a major thing. And I bring this up because there's actually a uh, someone of a crew who goes back and checks on people. And I don't think they're part of the military. I think they do it on the outside of the military. They're like a veterans group. And one of the problems that they have is guys that were in Vietnam bullshitting about what their role in Vietnam was. A lot of people who were in the fucking rear um, with the fucking gear are taking credit like they were on the front lines. Uh, I, I, I think it's pretty fucking tough to say this is something that you could let the guy get over. Uh Joe Joe hey. in Long Island, you're on the matter fest show
9: hey how you guys doing Good okay. He's toast
4: uh he's toast. Should we be done with him
9: and there's no way that uh he's gonna get over this. It's uh you know you just can't lie about something like that, and there's no way people are gonna believe that he was
7: mistaken what
4: he said. Yeah, and again, if it came down to a guy fucking lying about how many chicks he was with, or fist fights he was with, or uh, where that hit came in the fucking homecoming game that he fucking laid out the fucking guy. There's a, a documentary on fucking TV that some guy had been it's called Yale beats Harvard fucking 27 to 27 or something. And a guy had been, a uh, Wall Street guy, talking for years about how he made this hit late in the game. They have the film, and you see that he was on the other side of the field, wasn't part of the play at all. Didn't bother me because it's just bullshit talk. But this, um, you know, fucking around with the service thing is, it goes too far. John, North Carolina, you're on the Fez.
9: What okay. is Dick Holder
4: 227? Uh, what
9: do you say to Brock? Kula! Listen, Ronnie, this really infuriates and sickens me that, like you said, people who did serve, die, maimed, wounded, and whatever, really put their heart and soul in it. This guy didn't misspeak. He just didn't think anyone would ever find out. So right. Now he's got some lame excuse. Well,
1: here's, like a you, child.
4: Yeah, I mean, and even the other part of it, when you're talking about Vietnam, there was a lot of guys over there. Who didn't fucking want to even be there. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even their idea to go there. Somebody had to come to their house. Step them on the shoulder. Force them over there. And then they end up in a firefight. Um, and I feel the same way about some of the 9-11 stuff. Where if you're saying I was down there. I was in those buildings. You better be fucking telling the truth. Because it's important to people. There's certain things you can get away with bullshitting us about because it's, it's not that important to us. You want to fucking tell us that you were fucking in the debate club in an Ivy League school? Whatever, you fucking asshole. I don't give a shit. Uh, but you can't get confused up with telling doing a speech saying, when I was in Vietnam, we didn't fuck around. When you were really in the United States... And Vietnam happened to be going on. Um here's uh here's Eddie. Eddie in San Antonio, you're my first. Ronnie P. Yeah.
7: Hey man, I gotta agree with Dave on this one. Uh he's a politician, man. What the fuck do you expect? He lies for a fucking living. He just got caught, so he died.
4: Fuck yeah, him. I get that completely. Um and I'm fucking, you know, I'm fucking hip to the whole thing about that, but it is something different. And the weird thing is, I remember fucking, you know, uh, guys who were back from Vietnam and shit. And this is even years later. And you start, uh, asking them questions about it. And they'd be like, Hey, I ain't fucking here to talk about that shit. Like, it's the last thing that was on their mind to talk about. You know? It Absolutely. seems important to me. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, uh Scott. Scott, Oklahoma, your Manifest.
9: Hey Ron. Um, it's been on
7: the news a lot that Blumenthal also lied and said that he was captain of the Harvard swim team and he and he was he was gone.
4: I have less problem with that. Go around and tell everybody that you were an alternate to the fucking Olympics. It doesn't mean shit to me. Fucking bring up the fact that one time you got a fucking hit off a guy who went to the major leagues. I bet a million guys. And bars tell me this.
6: Yeah, Gordon Ramsay said he yep. was an uh, English soccer team.
4: Yeah, uh, tell me another time about how one time you backed fucking Sylvester Stallone down in a bar. I don't give a shit. But when you're sitting around talking about f- your service, it's it's an annoyance. Michelle, West Virginia, you're on my um, I think
8: this this congressman or senator he's denigrating. Everything that he's supposed to stand for by saying that about Vietnam,
5: mm.
8: I mean, he's just bringing he, he's just bringing everything down. He brings the guys down that serve there. He's bringing politicians down. And Dave is a fucking maroon for expecting and condoning politicians to lie. No, I'm not you, you are.: are. No, You know no, You are, Dave. you, no, are, you a are the asshole to think that.
6: You are the asshole.
8: I, and why am I an asshole? Because I believe that. Possibly, you're the Maroon. To be honest. No, but the, honestly, Michelle, if you Nobody are. I don't even know what a Maroon is.
6: That's true. I Dave. do know ah! a Maroon. I know what a Maroon ah! is. A Maroon is a all naive right, stop person. Stop it,
4: Dave. Um, here's uh, Gordon. And Chan, you're your ass, Dave. No, Here's Gordon in Canada. You're a Manifez. Hey,
7: uh, you know, I was a truck driver for about six, seven years yeah, driving all through the States. <laughs> and uh, I've. Every every ex-military person I ever met was like, oh, I could tell you what I did, but then I'd have to kill you kind of crap. Never right. met one clerk, never met one cook, never met anybody who wasn't special forces. I always found that amazing that there's not one single normal person. It really person is
4: true, ever- and I think that's why these guys started to go after it, because sooner or later now, what happens when enough people do this, if someone starts to talk about their military service, the rest of us are like, here we go. The shit's rolling. It's almost like we've taken away the real stuff because we've heard so much bullshit
8: before. I'd Uh, like to see him lose his attorney general job over this. I think it's that important. He Uh, is such a creep. You know, I'm not out to ruin the fucking guy.
4: I'm just the opposite. See, I don't want to get into that fucking thing of immediately, you know, the rest of us jump on the fucking guy who got caught doing something. Like, every time you see somebody who gets in trouble, every other asshole out there goes, yeah, let's get them, and then you all beat the guy to fucking death to feel better about yourself. I think just the opposite is, like, we need to kind of look fucking inside about some of this military stuff. Everybody. Across the fucking... Uh, across, I'll, I'll give you another example. I have met so many fucking people... That had been to Woodstock uh, in fucking '69. I had a guy fucking sit there and explain a story to me, and this guy was a newscaster. About, And I go, When did you get there? And he said, oh, I went in on a bike and I pulled in. And he fucking explained when Hendrix was there, right? And I go like this Hendrix was there at the end of the thing. There was only about 50,000 people left. Now, what fucking news are you delivering, motherfucker? I don't like people lie about Woodstock either. Was it Sam Donaldson? No, it wasn't that kind of... It was a local <laughs> news anchor. Some fucking idiot from Fez's town. Okay. Um, but you see what I'm saying, Fez? I I hate that thing. It's like... It makes you feel like you're you're a Christian. As soon as one fucking Christian gets caught getting a blowjob, all the rest of them fucking dive on top of it, you know? And act like this has never happened. I think it's, a, I think it's just the opposite. I think most of us... Do something along these lines. Most people bullshit.
6: You better bullshit in this world. Yeah, I mean, you
4: have to. But, but then, at a certain point, you got to be careful what you're bullshitting about.
6: But the, the I, I just, you know, with politicians, they say one thing to an audience because they know that it'll, they'll get over. And then they'll say the exact opposite to a different audience. But
4: here's the deal. It's almost like being, it, it, and that doesn't bother me as much. I know that they're all lying fucking scum. I get that. But at the same time, you have to be careful what you're lying about because it's almost like being in school where you said, oh, I fucked the new girl. And then she gets that reputation and fucking hurts her. I think this hurts the guys who actually fucking served. And I'm not here to protect all the flag waivers and, all. you know, not those fucking people, not the ones who say, oh, this then I'm talking about the exact fucking guys who did these things and maybe the rest of the, their lives. We're not fucking good. Maybe even the things that they did in battle might have been less than honorable. But they fucking did them. They fucking deserve to fucking hold on to that. Um, let's go over here to uh, uh, Tom. Tom, Your Manifest.
9: Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, everybody lies. Clinton did not have sex with that woman. Right. O.J. didn't kill his wife. Bullshit.
4: We know that. Yeah, I get that, but there's some things I think you gotta fucking draw the uh the line in. Uh Brian, you're on the run of show.
7: Hey Ronnie. Um I think that it kind of speaks to how we look at service in the military now and, and Vietnam. I mean back then if you were, you came back as a soldier, everyone hated you, a lot of people hated you, and now it's it's like a badge of honor and it
4: kinda of can be looked at But here's here's life. the bullshit stories that happen. Not everybody fucking Hated those guys during Vietnam. Go back and look at the numbers. The fucking country was always on the fucking side of Vietnam. Nixon won in a fucking landslide. Those spitting on soldier stories turned out to be bullshit. We just live in this fucking constant realm of of this fucking urban myth getting repeated enough so it becomes true. Uh, let's go over here to... Um, Spike, Spike, you're Hey,
9: Ron, you're absolutely right, man. This is thoroughly disgusting. And there's a lot to be said for the humble, quiet hero. A perfect example is John Walton of uh, the Walton family that founded Walmart. This guy was a decorated Green Beret medic. He was behind landing lines with a uh, special SOG team. They were shot to pieces in an ambush. This guy ran around patching up all his shot-up team members and saved lives. And uh, he never wanted to talk, about. It. he never said anything and never went around blowing his own horn when he went back to the States. Uh, he was perfectly content with people not even knowing what well, a hero he was on
7: the battlefield.
9: Yeah,
4: there's a lot of people who comes back uh, and say, you know, I the, even the ones who survived uh, something like that, that might have guilt about it, that even though they did. 99 things that were fucking amazing. They're like, yeah, but I could have went back that other time or you know what I mean? You get caught up in that weird survivors guilt thing. And for people like that to that never talk about it, to see a guy doing this shit, it's fucking uh it's got to be fucking insane. Um let's go over here to uh Jeff. Jeff New York humorist.
9: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Dave, I just wonder if you'd feel the same if uh, you had an uncle who died August 29, 1968, over there in uh, the vets at your hometown was named after him. I
6: have had an uncle uh, die in Vietnam, sir. And that's A. B. I'm not condoning this man lying. Seems like you are. No, I'm sure saying... Not. Then why'd you I'm get caught a maroon? Because that woman was nuts. I'm saying the, fi- the flat-out... Fact is, all politicians lie. It's like thinking that Tom Cruise actually is uh the guy from Mission Impossible. If you don't understand that these fucking guys are actors, then you're the fucking maroon. Yeah, there is some
4: truth to that. And I'm willing to put up with it. I'm seriously willing to put up with them saying that they believe this and they do this, but I don't want them fucking taking uh credit for something they the, didn't do. The guy's a it piece of shit. Me. The
6: guy's a piece of shit, but don't we know that they're if pieces of shit? If he's
4: such a piece of shit, why is his face your next tattoo? How did that work out? <laughs> it that was way?
6: Slash. By them.
4: way, uh, one more uh, Betty White joke from Eastside. Uh, what's his name? Eastside Lama, And uh, he's being unfollowed on two or two friends. It's just a constant barrage of Betty White vagina jokes. Yeah, he can't do that. It's too much. That's like so like last Wednesday. It is last Wednesday. You know why? It's last Tuesday night. Okay. I know that his radio was broken. Can we get the asshole radio? Is there any fucking way? Uh, yeah, we can work on he, that. He, he comes to some of the things, right? I don't know this person. Yeah, you do. He comes in, uh, you fucking pick him. Uh, he's been in for some of the oh. unmasked before. Okay. By the way, coming up in about an hour, uh, we're going to play the unmasked. I hope they got that up on 202 Friends. I hope I can start and depend on people. Um,. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Kansas City. You're in my first
8: Yeah, I was just uh, wanted to say that I think, uh, you know, when you, you talk about sporting events
6: and you say that you made the big play or something like that, you can go on in life and nobody cares about that. Right. When you're talking about military service where uh, 58,000 guys died in Vietnam, they can't come back and tell you what they did. So uh, it just seems to me like the stakes are a lot higher there. And, uh, there's some respect that needs to be. Paid.
4: Well, you know, I mean, not only that, but I really fucking get pissed off at a lot of the rah-rah stuff that isn't even ever even backed up. You know, that you have the yellow ribbon thing, but then you don't vote to get these guys more fucking money or you you fucking vote against having them having the kind of health care that they need in, when they get home. I just see most of the time when people say, I support the troops as being bullshit. Because when it really fucking matters, how fucking supported are they? You know? It just fucking annoys me. Um, and I see this as almost that rah-rah thing. It's almost that fucking thing of keeping that going. That, yeah, he was in the reserves. He's got pictures of himself. And when he gets attacked for lying about this, his, thing, his response, and this fucking bugged the shit on me, was... I feel like these people are attacking the reserves. Like, immediately, immediately bringing it back to change in the fucking place. Uh, I had this fucking uh, talk with a friend of mine last night that we're at the point in this country where you can't even debate with most people because they're just so crazy. They're so out there on what they think is fucking right and wrong that I'm giving up talking it over. I don't even get it. Uh, James, you're on the Renafade Show.
7: Hey, buddies. Just wanted to say, yeah, I agree, kind of, everybody does lie, but it all depends on the lie and whether it gets people killed, like uh, saying that they're weapons of mass
9: destruction when they really weren't, or saying people or troops in unprepared or, you know
4: yeah i, I th- it is my point, and I see that you're trying to you know flip it back a little bit and and turn it against Bush and I have no fucking problem bashing Bush, I have no problem bashing fucking Obama, but I'm uh, or Clinton it just doesn't matter to me. I'm saying it's almost like it's a fucking culture of this bullshit anymore It's an, it's an absolute culture of it,
6: but that's what you get we know it you're happy with it, Dave. I'm not happy with no, it. No, you are. Um, that's why I'm disillusioned and why many young people are disillusioned with politics in general. Right, enough of you acting like you're young. I'm you're- 32. I'm Gen X, baby. I'm reality bites all the way. <laughs> it's really fucking funny.
4: Um, let's go over here to uh, Josh and Fez.
7: You say Josh? Yeah. You're Ron, here's the difference. We, we all know these politicians, career ones, they're just fucking scum. They're in there for power and money, but that here's the difference. A soldier makes unbelievable sacrifices, whether they go to battle or not.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: It can be family, friends, career, education.
9: you sacrifice the whole time, and to have these fuckers come along and say that they were part of it when they're not, it just pisses me off
4: and I don't think that that happens overnight. I think it's what happens when somebody you know does some service. They come back, and everyone goes, there's our hero. Here's our hero's back. And then, uh you know, you go for a fucking job that summer, and the guy said, I understand uh, you served. I know I did my time. And two guys just start slowly bullshitting to each other. And now, 35, 40 years after it happens, the guy finds himself in this fucking position, where he probably just never nipped it in the fucking bud when he should have. It's not like I fucking hate the guy. But I'm just saying, there are fucking guys that went over there and did this shit. Right. And guys that didn't want to. And guys that shit themselves while he was doing it. Not running around like fucking Sylvester Stallone in some Rambo movie, who, by the way, did everything he could to get out of fucking Vietnam, like a lot of fucking people would. In hindsight, the smart fucking people... Got the fuck out. Had nothing to do with it. Got their deferments. That turned out to be the smart fucking angle. Because you see the way the guys who fucking did it got treated. But no, we got all the time in the world for Rambo. Rambo! Because that's fucking fake wars, it's pretend war. It's the kind we really like. In the meantime, does
6: anybody want to fucking watch any of the Iraq stuff? No. Or they don't want to enlist either, but they'll call out everyone else right. for, for for draft dodging. Or give a fuck that
4: a guy walked away from a position in the NFL, went over to fucking Afghanistan, got fucking killed by friendly fire, and they still spun the thing into some bullshit fucking story. And then when the story comes out of what really happened, no one in this fucking country wants to hear it. None of the flag wavers want to give a shit about it. Ah fuck it. I'm with you, Dave.
6: Yeah, disillusioned. Uh, you would us young people were disillusioned. You got two kids. They're the young people, you idiot. Me and you.
4: Ugh. Just fucking ridiculous. I when
6: think I mean, that every young conservative who says that, you know, they're pro war and stuff should have to serve at least six months. Where are you gonna serve six months at Dave? One of those Middle Eastern places <laughs> what do you do just
8: <laughs> the travel expense the... alone what is it like to be you David <laughs> just did not take things out.
6: It seemed like a good Let's idea those Middle Easters It seemed in my head it didn't come out though at out my mouth. Dave well. told me the other day that we're fighting against the 911s <laughs> he, he had heard a, he had heard a couple things. It's easier to say those Arabic names are you know you can't pronounce that shit. Uh, Keith, Trenton.
9: I got a different angle on it, right? Go ahead, buddy. I got more of a, more of a problem that the guy doesn't think are going to get caught saying this with all the information that's available out there. I think he's
4: set bigger Dude, problem. this <laughs> has happened so many times with, and if you think it's just politicians, you're fucking wrong. Do you know how many sales guys have worked this fucking angle in their life? How many guys have used that to get fucking contracts in their life? It's happened. It's documented. Um, Dexter, you're on a Fez.
7: Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. How you doing? Good, man. Um, my name is Dexter. I'm a Vietnam veteran. I just like to weigh in on this Blumenthal thing.
5: Good. You know,
7: I had all the respect in the world. I got drafted, and uh, I got sent to Vietnam. And I was working in a hospital in California before I got levied to go over there. And there was one of my coworkers disappeared one day and uh, was shorthanded in the hospital. They said, where is that guy, you know, and they said, we don't know. And we found out a month later he had actually gone to Sweden. And we said, wow, that's great, you know. He's doing what he has to do to stay out of this. And, and hell, we all would like to find find ways that we could have stayed out of there. I mean, most of, most of us draftees, we right. didn't want to go to Vietnam. And uh, my brother uh, had uh, several deferments for teaching, and he didn't have to go. And I thought, oh, that's great. So anyway, when my time came, you know, I went, and thousands, millions of us, A couple million of us actually went over there, and and a lot of us didn't want to be there. And then, so that's fine. I have all the respect in the world for deserters, uh, people who went AWOL, uh, people that didn't go, people got deferments, people that fake medical deferments, people that did all this shit. That's fine. But don't come back 40 years later and say you was over there doing that shit. Now, I am not a war hero. I was uh, in the jungle only a few times going out on medevac rescues, uh, my my time in the jungle was very limited. I spent most of my time in the Trang on the seaside working in a medical ward and uh and that's what I did but so I, I'm no goddamn hero or anything but what the hell I don't want these guys coming back and saying when I served in Vietnam they right. didn't go you know Al Gore took shit because he was just a journalist they say right they, these goddamn uh these fucking uh, what do we call these uh, uh swift boaters tried to ruin Kerry Carrie was a, a bona fide war hero. Right. And and all you know, I just didn't I tell you what, Ronnie, I lost sleep last night over this. I had I had goddamn dreams about this shit last night. It was just it really got it really he really got in my kitchen, this motherfucker, and uh you know, I got no use for him at all.
5: Uh
4: Dexter Wells said you put it a lot better than I have. It seems like anybody who got connected with that war, either didn't do enough, or they went too far, even after all these years. After all these years, they won't legitimately say who fucked up, and it was everybody but those kids that they forced over there. And now, uh, you hear about a guy like this bringing up and trying to get credit for it. Dexter, I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate the call. Very well said.
7: Thanks, Ronnie.
4: All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, When we come back... Uh, we're gonna make a list of things that people said bad about Dave uh, Maroon being the top of the list. Uh, coming up in a little bit, uh, we're gonna play the Unmasked. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna enjoy it um, with Colin Quinn. About uh, we'll come up close to one o'clock on that. Right back, it's the Ron Show. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. Human beings are a disease, cancer of this planet, you are plague, and we are the
5: cure. I am a passenger, and I ride, and I ride,
4: You're on I ride, show.
5: I ride through the city. All
4: right, Higgs, remember uh, that guitar, what would, I guess it's not a guitar, what do you call that fake guitar? Guitar Hero guitar? The Guitar Hero controller, really. Controller. It's the controller. Okay. Somebody, and it's got signed by who? All the different Guns N' Roses yep. guys. Somebody has presented that to Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys
6: as a present
4: from the Ron Fess Shop.
6: Oh, no. Come on now. Come on. You want to hear the good news?
8: He loves it. He can't have it. What a sweet gift.
4: Doing five today. He's doing five. Whoa. Not that you'll hear. What? You heard me. Dress up like Slash for no reason. Oh, I will. Okay. Then it's done. You're staying in
6: here. Oh, oh. I, I, I thought if I dressed up like Slash, I could see. No, nobody wants that. It's not 88.
4: You're not nine.
6: Okay. Uh, Charlie Sheen did
4: re-sign for big money. Uh, when people start to talk about a hit TV show... And they start saying they really want to move on and do other stuff. What they're saying is i would like a lot more money. This is a show I've never seen. He gets $2 million a week now. $2 million per 30 minutes. If I was him, I'd be like, you know what we should do? a One hour special. So that way we double time.
8: I think what's going on here is he wanted to get away from that show. And he's got a court date in July. And someone said, Charlie... You better be going to work every day. You should instead of sitting at home where you could get into trouble, waiting for some sort of movie offer that's probably not coming in. Make two million dollars a week. Well, it's win-win for him, but it's—I think that's why he went. Uh, that's another reason why he went back, so that he's got steady work going into the courtroom.
4: What if there was a, a situation came up where someone says, uh, "For every week that goes by, I'm going to pay you two million dollars." Would you then also say? And give me another reason. Besides the $2 million a week reason, give me another reason. I don't have any more reasons. I just have the $2 million a week.
6: Then I'll do it.
4: (sighs) Look at these Lakers. Lakers playing tonight, Dave?
6: Lakers, Suns, game two. Suns need it badly. It must win for them now. Can't go down to all the Lakers. Kobe's just too goddamn good. It must win for them now. Absolute must win. 100% win. Um,
8: I was thinking if we were going to meet aliens from outer space, uh-huh. would you want to meet them with them coming here to Earth or go to their planet and we get introduced to them on their turf, on their soil?
4: So your point is would we want to be the astronauts or just looking up in the air? Right. Well, at this point, we don't have much choice. If they want to meet us, they're coming here.
8: I think what I, I want, I would like to go to their planet. If we had the choice in it, I would want to go to their planet, just so when they come here, that... You struggle with a flight to Florida. How are you going to go outside of the solar system? Well, if it was safe. Well, if I knew it, if I knew it was 100% safe, I could get away with it, I think. But, you know, if they come here, they see the giant...
4: Is or- that really him? Wow. Uh, we got a special call in the line here, Donny Dunfrey, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Donny, how are you? How are you, man? What the fuck is up? What is going on? Uh, are you still up there in Canada? What's happening?
9: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm killing it in, in Newfoundland, man, having a time.
4: Uh, what, what's happening? I know you're doing a lot of music. What's going on with your career?
9: Uh, well, you know, I just toured most of Canada. just got back from a big maritime tour in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and stuff and killed it. People were fucking flat out, all out. Everyone loved it. It was the best, best, best tour yet so far. I only got a couple under my belt, but, you know, I got a new album in the works. And I got, uh, I'm going to try to come to, uh, to like the Northern States and stuff and see you boys even, man. I just want to get the name out there and tell them something he's doing it sick and doing it right. And thanks a lot for all the plugging and all the stuff you guys done. You guys are awesome.
4: Uh with the new album new direction change are we thinking
9: uh it was kind of in the same direction it's still there's still a bit of, a bit of love hate relationship with everything uh-huh so uh you know it's just it's just coming along great you know we're halfway through maybe and uh yeah like i said uh I and mean, we got a couple of different names i'm gonna throw one at you now to what's the name for new albums called average savage what do you think
4: average to average
9: average savage
4: average savage. Uh, yeah. Hicks, where are you on this? Big kid, love it, love it, that's the bet, eh? uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. So you, how, 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 how are things looking on your end of We're good. Everything's good in New York, man, and everybody's always talking and wondering when you're going to come down to the states.
9: Oh man, my, that's that's my next goal is to get down there, man, and then just just have have fun, man. That's all I'm about is just go and meet everybody and have a fucking time, man. You know,
4: Dunphy in New York, forget about it. That's it. Seems like a documentary re- ready to happen.
9: Oh, yeah, there's everything in the works, man. People are throwing all kinds of stuff at me, but I just want to be me and take it easy. And, uh, I'm also going to do, uh, an Evolve festival. It's in, uh, it's in Nova Scotia, uh, uh-huh. Canada or whatever, in any condition. It's one of the biggest festivals in Canada. It's a three-day festival and it's called the Evolve Festival. And, uh, I'm going to go there and kill it and I got a few more shows around there, so hopefully I can get down to see you guys in New York or whatever. And anyway, donnydumphy is killing it. Everybody loves it, and Dumphy's here to stay.
4: Woo. All right, Dumphy's here to stay. Thanks so much, Dumphy.
9: Thanks a lot, boys. Love you.
4: Talk to you later, Donnie Dumphy. I uh, haven't talked to him in a long time.
10: We got a little Dumphy rock to play for people. Yeah, we got some Dumphy. What do you want to play, Hicks? What's? Can we go a classic? Having a time. Yeah, let's time? go having
4: a time. We got to re, uh, you know, we got to re up this thing here, because of course we got blown up with it at first yeah but now like he says he's killing it and he's here he's here to stay non stop killing it yeah he's nonstop killing it he's doing that festival things are happening uh let's uh plug this is the great donny dunphy go to donnydunphy.com by the way uh and this is his original big hit having a time
3: the first fifty bucks rolling smokes for a motor. First thing I bought was a case of beer and a rubber. I was born in the cabin. The boys were two looking at each other. Sure I dies at you. There's nothing like sitting with a bottle of screech, a purity cracker, and a bucket of salt beef. Then heads the Jimmers to get me script. Then you know what that means. Twelve hundred grit. Drop down the nine sitting next to me. I'm weighing grams, she's watching Jeopardy! See, I get some inspiration from the movie Dune. Best order wasn't Grisky, it was Boo-Ka-Boom!
2: Donnie, Donny, Donny!
3: Brenda, what do you want?
2: Take us for a ride, take us for a jaunt.
3: Honda 50, get her on the go, get her on the grass. I don't mind on the front. I don't mind on the back. Stop at the shop for a loaf of bread. Spent all our money on Nevada's instead. Cheery! If you got beef with Dumpy, I wouldn't be so inclined. Cause I'm not freaking around. And I'm just having a time. Having a time, having a time. That's what I said, I'm just having a time. Breakfast, having a time. Wheelie, having a time. Headlock, having a time Drunk tank, not so much a time If you got beef with Dumpy End up with two black eyes Your mother had it coming And I'm still having a time <laughs> hash, Spider only smokes the hash by Goldstein Yeah, hash only gets you so fucking high Unless you got a full real drug I'll say this once and I'll say it clearly Dumpy's on the cup next to Danny Cleary I'm Clyde Brenda's Bonnie. You may drink like a fish, but a fish drinks like Donnie. Was gonna ask Brenda to marry me, but then wrestling came on. It was WWE. Come on, get down with the dumb persona. Case of beer, pack of darts, and the rest in bologna. So pour yourself a brew, because i I'm about to get surly. This one's for the boys out in Fort McMurray. You got beef with Dumpy. I wouldn't be so inclined. Cause I'm not friggin' around. I'm just having a time, having a time, having a time. That's what I said, I'm just having a time. George Street, having a time. Brenda, having a time. Bingo, having a time. House arrest, still having a time. No luck that's my story. What are you at? Like Danny Williams, I'm putting Newfoundland on the map, and Labrador.
4: Uh, Newfoundland is now on the map as well as Labrador Donnie Dunphy, you gotta love the guy It's a show, a pleasant surprise Slash, yeah, It
10: is. then Donnie Dunphy It's great It
4: really, you know, It's one of those days I'd like to change the name of the show from Ron and Fez to Monsters of Rock If there's one fucking name that would fit this show Monsters of Rock Because you never know who's going to be calling And we're always having a time I was right in the middle when Fez was telling us about how he wants to go to other planets and meet aliens. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Hicks, you like this story. Uh, Remember about the little girl who was killed in the SWAT raid in Detroit?
10: Yeah, I heard that. That
4: had you so furious? I was pissed. Because like you said, her parents were just having a time. Uh, This goes to show... How weird the United States of America is! This thing was filmed by a reality TV fucking show.
10: Well, I think it's like the next,
4: the first forty-eight. Yeah, oh. it's it's fucked up. No, the name of the show is The Kardashians. Now, what <laughs> they were doing in the middle? Of this is beyond me. That big fat ass been there in Detroit. There's something about that ass, isn't there?
10: Oh yeah, but this is crazy. Yeah, they call it th- the second best. <laughs> and um, now that this this film crew is revealing that there's a cover up. Because originally the cops said they busted into the house and shot, but the uh, camera crew caught that they were shooting into the fucking house from the, from the porch. Tell them what the fuck they're doing. It's, it's crazy. Panic in Detroit.
8: And they threw the flash grenade in too beforehand, before knowing who was exactly in there, that there was a the little girl on the couch. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would have thought Survivor or Celebrity Rehab would have been the reality show with the first fatality.
4: Well,
6: I don't know the name of this show, or whatever. I watch the show. It's huh? uh, I watch the show. It's basically a reality TV TV version of CSI. They uh, they they start the show with a murder, you know, a, a body. And In then, this case, the cops do it, <laughs> yeah, and then they have the cops try and solve, you know, who, yeah, who killed. Yeah, this the should person.
4: be fucking Detroit CSI. We found the body. Oh, I know who killed them. Us. The fucking Detroit cops.
6: Well, it makes you think that they did some sh- these shenanigans just to uh, appease the television show.
4: Sometimes you worry about that. Sometimes they're like, we need a really good fucking show yeah. today. And I can see that happen. Oh, goddamn. It drives me crazy. All right, here is uh, more news, and this is another great story. U.S. Coast Guard has discovered 20 tar balls off the coast of Key West. Uh, saying it can't determine yet whether they're from the Deepwater Horizon spill in the Gulf. If they are, they're the first sign that the oil from the spill is entering the loop current, which will carry it through the seas and um, then up the east coast of the United States. So apparently, Fez, your side of Florida, Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. should be safe.
8: Yeah, because now it's going to whip around and ruin the entire east coast of the United States right it's um it's it's say goodbye to seafood that we will not be well, able it's to... a pretty big ocean Fez. it's not just that one spot but it's going to be so expensive who's going to who's going to want to buy the yeah two hundred dollar lobster no, or whatever
4: i ain't eating any florida lobsters anyway i get them from maine i go cold water I don't go down there to Florida with their clawless lobster, which, if anything, I like to smack somebody for in down there for calling something a lobster that isn't. When you say lobster, to me, you're talking Maine lobster. You're not talking about some clawless lobster. Drives me nuts. And then two, I'll stop calling something dolphin when it's just a fish.
0: HTG, you disagreeing here? I had no idea there were clawless lobsters. Oh, You've never been to uh, Florida? I've been to Florida. They get those little
4: tiny things. I don't know what the hell they no. are. But they're not the big famous Maine lobster.
0: It doesn't sound like it. I, w- I wouldn't accept that as a lo- First of all, the claw is the it's where it's at. That. Yeah, yeah, that's where all the action is. The tail and the cl- There's a little in the tail, right? And then there's claw.
4: Do you know what I'm talking about? Those tiny little lobsters down there. No, I've never been to Florida. Fezzy?
8: Um I'm not sure what they're called. But- they're
4: tiny little fucking lobsters. They got like little nothing. Crabs? They, no, they're lobsters. They call oh. them fucking lobsters, but it's a Florida lobster. Okay. Now, if I'm down there, I'm going to... D- know this will affect, if Fez is right, one thing that I do like, stone crab. And that's where you only eat the claw. This, you catch a stone crab, break off the claws, throw it back in. Oh, that's weird. Very sweet. That's nice. Sweet. It's basically like their claws are apples. Oh,
0: this is just a swimming tail.
4: Yeah,
8: yeah. It's, it's like a, you never
0: saw this before, dude. I, that's really disgusting looking. And I've been to Florida, and I've seen you know there's tanks of lobsters all over, and I never knew. That well, these you, have to, didn't you have you have claws. to say to
4: them, "Is this a Maine lobster?" So, or else they they'll will, sneak that in.
0: But that doesn't make sense either. If you're down in I don't know Miami Beach, yeah, and Miami you, Beach. You see a tank of lobsters, you assume you're right near the ocean. I wouldn't expect. To eat, I wouldn't eat
8: lobster in Florida if I was eating Maine lobster. I'd go up to Maine for lobster. Those are big swimming roaches.
4: <laughs> well, a lo- a, a let's, let's face are. it. Yeah, a, ro- a lobster is the most attractive thing, anyway. Um, Danny Boy, you're on my fuzz.
9: Hey, Ronnie B, what's going on? Uh, don't worry about the oil affecting prices. Grouper is already at eighteen ninety-nine a pound at public.
4: Now, He's what happens to, to the people that? Just have those like little street grouper sandwiches places. They're not selling grouper anymore.
9: Yeah, because then they found out that they actually weren't using real grouper. They're using tilapia and other white fish and just oh. it
4: it.
9: So that's what happened. That's why it went so expensive. Because in order for it to be real grouper, it has to be certified now. And uh, and at the public, I mean, it's good as shit, but it's just so
4: expensive. Thank you. I appreciate the call, Danny. No uh, bad news for the hurricane. The hurricane Bar and Grill out there on Passa Grill. Uh, let's go to Ryan, New Jersey. You're a manifest.
7: Hey, buddies. Uh, the lobster you're talking about, is called a spiny lobster.
4: The spiny lobster. Uh, Jim in Chicago.
7: Yeah, there's also uh, lugostenos that are. Uh, that they look like they're halfway between the shrimp and a lobster.
4: I appreciate it, Scott in Florida. Your Hey,
7: Ron. We call them bulldozers down here. Those small lobsters, but I'll take the stone crab claws any day.
4: I agree with you. It's a hell of a thing.
0: It looks exactly like a bug.
4: Oh, what's this? You're talking about the bulldozing lug is, you know, spine, spine lobsters.
0: Exactly. It looks, it, it looks no different than an, it, look, if you saw this picture, you would say that's a bug.
4: But I have no problem with that because you're not eating the shell anyway. The point is you're not getting, there's so many things down there sometimes as lobster where you go, what the fuck is this? They go, oh, it's Florida lobster.
0: When you might go, as well just is it? get the tail.
4: It is what it is. It's the tail.
0: It, it's just, and
4: then the meat's not as good. If, if you're going to be totally honest, really, but yeah, it's a well-known fact. That's why Maine lobsters are famous, and Florida lobsters are not. Mm. They're like the fucking knuckleball of the seafood world. Dave, you're not even much of a seafood eater.
6: Uh, I like my my uh, my bass, and uh, I like uh, my uh, salmon, but that's about it. But you don't eat shellfish, no. That's what we mean when we say seafood. Okay, yeah, no, no oysters or clams for the <laughs> day. because Fe- you're not a big uh,
8: seafood eater. No, n- not not very much on the. S- I'd like side. to
6: experience seafood though. Maybe if we that could be like a uh, like a dinner sometime. My, I'm I'm in, and we could do this There's a place in my neighborhood. I'd love to do that. Called Fishtail. and we we and that's original. We've never done
8: seafood before. We've done the seafood. States. The next place, Fes. Yeah, we can do seafood. Want to go to Fishtail? I love Fishtail.
4: Don't you worry about anything but the check. No. I'm going to worry about everything else. Tonight!
10: Let's go to Best of now. Come on.
4: The only <laughs> the only
6: downside here is it is a David Burke restaurant. Mm. Oh. He's great. Hey, well, as long as he's not there or someone isn't there with him, I'd be place? cool. Yeah. He's
8: always there. He's very hands-on, his restaurant. It doesn't matter.
6: They have this thing. You guys are going to love it. It's an appetizer. <laughs> this giant tower. Of fucking seafood. I'd love that. I want I'm so hungry right now. I can't wait for this tonight. That's like a disaster. What's that?
0: It's just seafood seems like a little bit of a delicate environment. Because you're <laughs> acting like
4: my boys are animals and they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: offensive. Been a long so I made
6: dinner. So yeah. I know what so they drink. I don't go around saying stuff about your family. So I so I get up with an old Jew keyboardist and start rapping in oh. front of white children. <laughs> Big fucking deal. When you actually yelled out. Fuck! When you yelled out during your
4: sing along, let's hip hop this. Uh, let's hip hop this motherfucker.
0: Donnie Love loved him though. Yeah, Donnie can... loved Dave. That's right. That was a less delicate environment, is all I'm saying. But uh, don't judge. It's I don't seafood. go around judging you. You
8: Seaf- make it sound like it's the blues. Brother, shrimp are going to be thrown. <laughs>
6: it's kind of what's in my head. Well, seafood is like you know pirates and seafaring t- type. Dr. It's X, filling, you know.
4: Dr. X, you're a
6: Right now,
7: Ronnie, you go down any of these uh, places here at South Padre Island, you order the scallops. They take a fucking manta fish or one of those, like, devil fish, or ray, and they uh, take one of those little melon ballers and just cut out scallops, depending on the size.
4: How uh, the hell can they, they get away with this, Dr. X? I have no clue, sir, but they're delicious. Uh, the <laughs> here's Tony in Florida, you're a fez. Who'd
7: you say? Tony. Hey, how you doing, Ron? Good. Yeah, besides the tar balls and the uh, clawless lobsters down here in Florida, it is now love bug season, and I can't hardly see through my windshield through all the
4: yellow bug-ups. What, what uh, part of Florida are
7: you in? Uh, down by West Palm
4: Beach. Yeah. When the love bugs, I don't know if you've been there for that season. No. uh It's tons of bugs uh, fucking, and they g- can get incredibly heavy, almost where you can't see because of bugs. You ever been in like a blizzard? Think of a it's blizzard most of bugs.
0: disgusting thing I've ever heard. I, I was once going through a state, I forget which one it was. A uh, panic? I think Michigan. Depression? Right after there was one of these big... Really? Michigan? ...bug events. Yeah. And uh, they were all on the ground dead.
4: You're talking about the cicadas...
0: Maybe, was I don't know. Part. Wherever John Deere headquarters is, I can't remember which state it was.
4: Well, what a, what a fucking vacation this must have been. It was
0: amazing. You got to go see John Chaos. Deere headquarters. We're going to the John Deere headquarters. <laughs> it was so much fun. You get to climb up on these giant trucks and the tires are twice as you tall. You could do that at any
4: rest area in fucking America. The well, trucks like, are already there. They
0: don't like to let you do that. <laughs> big Harvesters. You'd be, able,
4: you'd be able to climb in.
0: I'm telling you, you'd love it.
4: Um Eight six six runs your fez. Eight six six runs your fez. Uh, Paul, you're running fez.
7: Ronnie, what's happening? Yeah. Hey, New Hampshire lobster number one, much better than Maine lobster. I'm telling you right okay. now, and we call them bugs up here actually.
4: You hmm. have a little little bug roast. New Hampshire is where uh, Dave likes to go on vacation.
6: Oh yes, Lake Winnipesaukee and Fun Spot, all there. That's is it- the place to be.
0: What if they had love lobsters and you just had lobsters <laughs> everywhere you went you could just yeah I fucking
4: would it'd be great I'll eat them fucking I'll eat them sushi style eat them raw ooh uh, let's go over here to uh, Ralph Delaware you're my
1: hey Ronnie I don't know if you heard but um Tiger Woods' is ex well soon to be ex-wife wants $750 million in full custody and Tiger wants her to sign a lifetime contract uh, con- confidentiality clause, so she can't write a book about it.
4: Um, here's what I would say. Number one, take both these fucking kids. I don't mm-hmm. want them. Number two, why shouldn't you get seven hundred and fifty million dollars since you won all those golf tournaments, honey? She was standing by his side. Uh let's go here to uh Cam, Illinois Fest. Well, what's up, Phil? Yeah. I was gonna say in Michigan
9: when those bugs all happen, it's called the Mayflies.
4: Is that and you uh, went mayflies step
9: uh, w- that-
7: yeah once every 3 or 4 years they all spawn off of one of the great lakes it, and they end up they end up inland and like I woke up one morning that's what happened there were street sweepers on the road picking up like millions of these guys covered cars buildings everything
4: is that what you saw mayflies
0: i don't know it was in moline illinois and if they get mayflies there then it was mayflies all i know is it was completely disgusting
4: uh 866 six, run 0fez 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ.
6: It is the Ron and Fez show.
4: Uh, Davey Mack, what's on your mind today? What's bothering you?
6: Um, There's a uh, story about Mick Jagger who's uh, saying that uh, he's very cool about downloading issues because he says, we didn't make any money out of records because record companies wouldn't pay us. They didn't pay anybody. And so Mick is saying... Ah, go ahead. I'm, he said he's quite relaxed about people going on the internet and taking music for free. Well,
4: that's what the uh, the Exile movie is about, is they they never got any of the money given to them, and some because of the record company, and then more, uh, Alan Klein or whatever their manager's name was, deal with the record company. Yeah. But you hear it, even some of the people who've had the biggest contracts over the years uh not getting a huge percentage of the money,
6: right? And it just—it makes you still wonder why. You know, I, I saw Lars on the on uh, television recently, still harping about this shit. He's the only guy, though. It's like you don't see anyone outside of Lars, do you? Um, I think
10: he's—I don't know. Jack White bitches about it a lot. Yeah.
6: And I, I, I saw Billy Corgan say something like it's hurting the artist. Right. I'm just—you know—just it it's always exciting when. An older rock legend adapts to the times and why some of these... Well, he people- doesn't have to adapt to the times. He never had a good fucking deal.
4: They only made their money off of fucking touring. I mean, but the Beatles made money off of fucking records. That's true. They didn't tour at all. And they yeah. became a lot richer than the Rolling Stones. So his story doesn't exactly hold up. But it's almost like saying, all right... Uh, somebody fucking broke my fence down. So what do I care? All the fences should be broken down. <laughs> it's not his call again, for
6: what everybody else should be doing. But maybe it's maybe the whole idea of even record com its just so antiquated. Maybe the artists should give their music for free and then just get a hundred percent of all the uh, road gigs. Um, I mean, I don't see why they don't do that. All right. Know? So in the same sense. Why
4: don't you say, hey, your albums are for free, so let me fucking copy your song and put it out myself.
6: Well, no, you would still have copyright infringements. Why? The music's free, man. The music's free. But you can't rip off art. You can't... Yes, you are just fucking say. You're ripping off art by taking the person's art. I'm just saying that selling an album seems to be just... It's done. Okay, but your point... So then what would the copyright have to do with anything? Well, the copyright would just make, like, like artistic originality. Okay, you could, okay, you could say, I'll have
4: it, but here's what I'll do. I'll take some fucking young band, right, and just
6: have the Stones do all their fucking songs. But then, the but Stones then nobody could, gets any money for it. The Stones tore off of that. Well, I would say the Stones could get sued for infringing on artistic originality, the phrase that I just coined, because you can't just blatantly, you know, steal... Art. You uh, can, the only people, and you don't see taking someone's music as stealing art. Not if the artists get
4: together and say from now well, on. they're this not is going, going to. This is, a, you're, you're making up a thing of, I want everybody else to make a certain decision. That's not going to fucking happen. There are plenty of people who are going to say, it's not for you. You're fucking here, the Beatles. Have they even given their songs to iTunes yet? No. They fucking are crazy <laughs> with that. But they so do. you're not going to have that kind of stuff. All right, coming up in a little bit. Colin Quinn on, on mass. We're going to play it in its entirety uh, somewhere after uh, 1 o'clock today. Should be a lot of fun. Hicks, you've had something on your mind all day, though, and you said you really need to talk about it, so we can't get into Dave's twice a week uh, discussing free downloads.
10: Um. All right, so in, in Russia, they're, they're trying to figure out how people are going to get to Mars. So they've got six astronauts, and they're going to lock them up. Well, he's willing to go. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> He's willing to meet the Martians on their home turf. And they're going to lock them up for 500 days. Six guys by themselves in a fucking spaceship and to see what the effects are with six people for 500 fucking days.
4: Why not put them underwater? I don't know. But it fucking seems crazy. Are they going to tape it? Make it like a Big Brother thing? I
10: hope so. But it'll be on Russia. Here's
4: what I would say, too. Take a breath of the air, because I'm sealing up the windows and I'm welding the doors. No one's getting out of here until I say.
0: I'm turning into fest just listening to Now,
4: this. the only problem will be, what if a big fire starts outside here and we can't get to you? You'll be trapped, sealed inside, with a big fire happening.
0: And let me know if there's not enough air. Why do people volunteer for such... It's like the guy who eats as much of anything as he can the only reason people do these things is because no one else would ever do it
4: yet you say that but that door that you're in here has been sealed it has not been. it's sealed. been sealed it doesn't open right now it doesn't open at all i mean even if we want to get out of here we can't leave we want to we want to have freedom but we can't get out we can't move
0: it's amazing how you actually have trouble getting air. Is there
4: more air on the floor? Is there more air on the floor? Hopefully. Or do you go up to the ceiling? I don't know where the air goes. Is it? Is it heavy? Does we, it lay at the no, bottom you, or
0: does it float up? That's if there's smoke. You go down to the floor. Why don't they put more on one I'm going to light up a cigar then. I'm going to light <laughs> up a cigar. It's a great idea. No, that'll suck the air right out of the room.
4: I would do this. If someone lit a cigar during a big fire, I would actually say this. There's no smoking in here.
0: Well, why not? Seriously, (laughs) you have got smoke already. It's not like you're going to cause a fire.
4: Well, who knows how that fire started. That's like saying if you live next to a pig farm, you wouldn't care if they put another pig farm on the other side. What do I care? I'm already pig farm town.
0: You have bacon every day, though. Think of it that
4: way. I do anyway. It has nothing to do. I don't. Even, I've never seen. It. I want bacon with every single meal. I get a little upset if I go. Excuse me, ma'am. This dessert had no bacon on it. There's some fucking problem. Eight uh, six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez.
8: We talked about litter bugs the other day. We
4: did talk about that the other day. What day was that? Don't get me started.
8: I'm not sure which day it was. On what segways or litter bugs? <laughs> no,
0: litter bugs. I was, so, I was furious that entire...
4: You don't like a litter bug?
0: No, I can't, I can't even begin to understand how someone could just drop garbage onto the ground.
4: Did you hear how many people came in and were called up and were just huge fans of it? Blew my mind. I and, was furious. And, uh, I, you know the reason it seems like behind most of it, and I thought about it? Rebels. They people just hate being told what to do.
0: But you know, you would, all right, there are some people who will just, you know, they live in filth. There's beer cans all over the place. They don't care. Um but so there are some people who will drop something in their own home, but most people you Hicks. would be disgusted if someone just dropped <laughs> dropped a, a wrapper of an ice cream sandwich in your uh in your living room. So Big w- problem. why
4: you you ever hear the the rule don't shit where you eat? Yeah. Hicks doesn't live by that rule. He actually shits in his kitchen.
0: I have chased cars Can't like a, a dog. Clean no, <laughs> no, in my You're car. Not gonna, what are you going to do once you catch them? Huh? I have no idea, but I have followed cars that have thrown bags of garbage out their window. That's just insane. Out of being angry, I want uh, Dave get her a DVD called Duel. I want her to
4: watch it from beginning to end. Will do. And then I'm going to have a test on it. I'm not familiar with that. Mm. Well, you wouldn't. It's Steven Spielberg. Oh my gosh.
0: But yeah. when, you know, you just throw something she out wants your to window. tell us
4: about garbage.
0: Yeah, I, look, if you're walking down the street <sighs> Have holding Have you seen some, Jaws? If you, if you're what wa- was
4: it called? Paws. Jaws. No. What I kind of name Jaws. is that?
0: I saw Jaws. And Paws.
4: Oh, you're talking about Big Shark. I always called that movie Big Shark.
8: That's the Japanese title. Well, this morning I called out a litterer. <gasps>
0: Congratulations.
8: This person's walking along the sidewalk. Who's a good boy? Who hears the Fez, show Fez, you're a follows? good boy. I'm yeah. so proud you. of you.
4: Hey, Dave, who's a good boy?
8: Fez is. So this person was like, I think they got like a sandwich or a bagel or something, took it out of the brown paper bag, took the bag and the napkins that came with it, and threw it, tried no. to throw it right on top of like a big flower pot that was no. on the sidewalk. And of course, it didn't stick in there and it just blew away. <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, hey, that's not a trash can.
0: They all think that those are trash cans. Everybody thinks the flower pots are trash cans. Well,
4: they just, they, it, it's a something. They're, they're making some attempt. So, um, what did they do, pick it up?
8: Nope, they didn't pick it up. Barely looked at me and flipped me off did you happen to
0: look and see how close the nearest garbage was? Oh, there was one that oh, was maybe six feet away.
10: Of course there was. That's why you need a fake badge, Fuzzy, so you can flash it. I use those <laughs> flower pots downstairs in front of this building. garbage cans all the time. Come on, Pepper. Fuck. fuck this building. They make me move all the time when I'm smoking.
0: There's got to be a better way. Pee on the building. I don't know why I'm okay with that, but pee on the building. I'll instead do that of. that, too. Because the trash is going to blow out of the flower pot and land, you know, in front of the radio That's exactly
8: what happened. He missed the flower pot. He tried Uh, to throw it in there. It's blowing down the street. Big guy you had to deal with? It was probably (laughs) about a seven, eight-year-old boy. (laughs) Well, this would have been the perfect time for you to teach him. Like, hey, hey. Well, that's what I said. I said, hey, that's not a trash can. Why didn't you tell his mother? He was by himself. What? No, this story. No, you yeah, should
0: have been calling the police. Yeah, know.
8: it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it can't
0: be totally no
4: kids, no, it does. No seven or eight-year-old kid walks around Radio City by themselves.
6: This was on McCallie the island.
4: What did I they hear Radio City? I said Radio City. Yeah, I thought we were at Radio City.
0: No, I was saying that our trash in, trash
8: in the flower pots you downstairs. you talking about the island? Yeah, Roosevelt Island.
4: is a fucking trash can. <laughs> that kid was completely right then.
8: That doesn't mean Why you can't uh,
4: Hispanic. Yeah. So you come across as a racist. Did now, you speak to him in Spanish?
0: Now I'm worried that Fez... And in English. That Fez started him on the path of extra littering because
4: yeah. he
8: got annoyed
0: at the
4: Fez, way. Fez was so mad he shook his dick at this kid. I put my oh, dick no, right in his face I'm so I was so you, angry.
8: Fez. I did not expose myself.
0: I'm proud
4: of you. I'm proud of you too, Fez. So,
8: so, I just wish
0: it wasn't a seven-year-old.
10: Yeah. Wish there was a point to it. Next I'm going, story. I'm gonna knock over some uh, trash cans now after the show.
0: No, come on.
10: I'll follow
0: you and pick it all up. What are you because gonna do? This fucking kid's strong it.
10: as hell. You don't blow, understand his fucking strength.
0: Him. I'm gonna clean up after him.
4: Because I saw him I can't pick up the back
10: it. of a VW. I'm some dust too before I start doing this. All right, I... now
4: he's got fucking dust. Dust power. All right now. Hold on, I just got an idea for a fucking comic book <laughs> character, Dust Man, that if he sees a crime, he smokes a fucking thing of angel dust, Gets superhuman strength. Either that, or cuts the person open and tries to climb inside. There was a fucking, a guy, let's not even go to the whole thing. He's all whacked down on dust. For some reason, right, he fucking thinks that his chick had the devil or whatever. He shot her up. When the cops get there, he had put a hose in one of the fucking bullet holes, like squigged a hose in, and was just like trying to clean her out. My fucking, my dad's reading the story, he goes to me like this, he goes, why you idiots smoked this? What is wrong with you? I go, there's nothing to do around here. Fucking close the youth center, so fuck it. <laughs> Coming up in a little bit, Colin Quinn Fez, Colin Quinn, on Unmasked. Sometime after uh, 1 o'clock today. Dave, this was uh, an Unmasked you liked, or you didn't like this one? Loved
6: it. Loved it. A plus plus. Do we want to break here?
4: Excellent. Come back? Because I thought maybe we'd check in, find out what's going on. I, I've sent a text over waiting for an answer back. Text to Liam? Yeah,
10: Liam. Texting Liam.
4: Why not run one of your fucking kids down there? Okay. Why well, you got to bother Liam? Who's actually working. He says to me, he goes, do me a favor, Ron. Make sure your freaks aren't constantly texting me. Once he get married? Oh, God, I have no idea. I hate a guy who just acts like he's engaged and that can run on forever.
6: Yeah. I also think it's weird that he's wearing an, en- an engagement ring. What? I didn't know that. i yeah. never seen that before. He's a man wearing an engagement ring. This is all new to me. Never seen him before in my entire life. Does it have a diamond? No, it's uh, it's just a. But it's a regular ring. He's like, yeah, I'm wearing an engagement ring too. I want. I want. Liam's uh, one of those one. guys. He loves his check. There's no. I mean, it's I've really never. nice, but yeah,
0: I've just never heard of
6: it. I saw him one day down on
4: First Avenue, and he was coming out of Bed Bath and Beyond, and he had bags with like the two of them had bags. They were fucking shopping like uh, they were Sex in the City girls, and then waiting for a bus. Maybe and he's I'm Mr. Like, Big. Yeah, that is. It's fucking too sweet for a regular guy ever to be caught up in. I don't think a, a regular man will ever walk into Bed Bath and Beyond.
0: You don't know what you're missing.
4: Yeah, I know what I'm w- missing out on: bathroom and bath supplies.
0: No, it's it's. And there's than Beyond. That. It's yeah. What are there? <laughs> strippers? Forgot about the Beyond? There's beds amazing
6: but you know what i'm saying dave you ever try to get hooked up into that no type of i won't i won't go there I, I i won't i don't like any of that shit i don't like I- ikea even
4: I, oh. I you know if
6: i end up in any kind of a store
4: like that at the very least i'll just like let me push the cart it's something to fucking do ikea
6: is great i i the only thing uh, the last time i had to go to ikea I, I didn't know that they had like a little food court so i just yeah. stayed there the whole time that's a no thing kids. and i think there's bands there now too yeah. So I uh, will just distract myself. I think with Slash that. the Snake Pit is playing there <laughs> later this week. <laughs> he's done with the snake pit. It's all about him now. Um it's him and other singers. Yes. He Lemmy, Ozzy. Singers love Slash, don't Dave they? Dave Grohl. Singers love Slash because he's a brilliant guitarist. And yeah, but no... even beyond
4: that, there, I mean there's a lot of great guitarists
6: out there. He seems like he's but in... they're not exactly um. He seems very cool. That's, that's the thing about Slash. He, he, I can't see him. You know, I hate to say it because I love Axel, but it seems like, how could you just like this man that vehemently? Like it, it, he, he gives off a very nice, amiable aura. Yeah, but you never know what's going on between two people. You know what I mean? I know, but every interview, and now that I've met him and shook his hand, and he was like, willing to just stand there while I rambled and bullshitted with well, him. Well, here's, here's a great example of this. My whole
4: life, I heard the Russians. The Russians are going to kill us. The Russians, there's nothing worse than a Russian, KGB Russians. Now that we're mixing back and forth, you meet Russians, they're fucking great. And for some reason, if there was a Russian woman in a movie when I was younger, it was a joke. Like she was this big, thick animal. Now all the hottest chicks, Russian chicks.
6: Oh, that's why they're all at the strip clubs. Never knew that years ago. Yeah. That yeah. was
4: off the fucking, that was off the fucking map completely.
6: Changed,
4: still, one still one o'clock-ish? I right. heard that come through.
6: You know why? What's that? Very loud. They couldn't hear it, but if you heard it, that's good too. But I, If they heard it, I have a mic too. No, I mean, yeah, it didn't go on the air.
4: Fez's mic didn't pick it up.
8: No. Yeah, it went through. How
4: could it not if I could fucking hear it here? I have good headphones. I'm, I'm almost positive it didn't. You're saying it, so you're not going to fucking hear what you say. Oh, good point. It's
6: not a good point. It's fucking common sense. Um, also, I saw this. 32% of web surfers now say that they, as soon as they uh, post something, they deeply regret it. As soon as or ever in their life? The second they do it? To, they regret it late, later. They, it's not as definitive. But still, 32% of the time you post something, you're going to regret it. That's that's pretty big number. I think it's just the opposite. I think 32% of people who have ever posted things at one point
4: regret stuff. Whether you put up pictures, whether you wrote something. I'll give, there's this uh, stupid show called LX. Have you ever seen it, Fez? I've not seen this. It's fucking fantastic. And it's like it's an early morning show, but it plays at 5 o'clock at night. And it's girls, and they talk about shoes and sex in the city and uh, cleansing stuff. And you would swear this was 6 o'clock in the morning. But it's 5 o'clock at night and market number one. And they run like a little thing where people can t- uh, like kind of text or write stuff in. <laughs> I kept seeing messages from HTG on there. Last
0: <laughs> <time>. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, what did you write
0: though? I was just writing whatever I thought would go up. Like, oh, that face cream looks great. <laughs> the funniest thing was, you got to do this, Dave.
4: You'll be able to just go in as East Dave. I will. Well, do I, it tonight it's is it five o'clock.
0: Yeah, I I didn't know how to do it at first. I thought oh. I had to do it through Twitter. So I posted on my Twitter this, this stupid message, like the key to a great marriage is. Love and, and com, com I don't know, some silly greeting card crap. And <laughs> Mafia Life Chris retweeted me and is said, that the truth or something like that? Can I tell
4: you something? <laughs> Mafia Life Chris is always there uh, for his plugs or anyone else's. He is willing to retweet the plugs.
0: I didn't know how to tell him that I was just coming up with the dumbest thing I could to say because he agreed with it. But I, yeah, I, um, he I got doesn't out a mind. Time. He doesn't
4: have an ego about that. He's fine with it.
0: Uh, And I don't know whether this
4: LX show, you know, it reminds me of the old PM magazine in a way where you used to have a different franchise in every town. I don't know what LX means, but it's called LX New York. And it looks like the housewives of New Jersey are there. Uh, And then, you know, yesterday they had Big Mike. Earlier this week, they had uh, Sean Hayes. So, Dave, at
6: five o'clock, are you near your keyboard? Um, I have my BlackBerry. Is that travel time for you? That's usually travel time, but what time is, I mean, not what time, what channel is this uh, show on? For, NBC. NBC. Yeah. Okay. And they
0: have a a little sort of effeminate man that they send out to different little places in the city to try their services and things. Why do you say he's effeminate? Oh, he is. He's very, um, he's, he's like one of those really harmless guys is the way you'd describe him. And, you know, they say, where do you want to send Ben Next.
8: So he gets says, these
0: assignments. Ben says silly little things like, I never was a drinker before I was on this show. This is great. Is that Ben? I don't think so. Because no. by the way, this looks no, like Fez's building.
6: Does Ben also say um, he's not allowed to kill his daughter? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> save. No.
0: Did that save a JJ?
6: Yeah, they like to talk
4: about their VJJs. They're dazzling VJJs these days. Uh, if you're not on it, let's get Hicks on it. Well, I'll try and do it for my BlackBerry. Get
0: Hicks. You, I want you to
4: sign up under the name Pepperpot.
0: You need to. Um, <laughs> you need to know what they're talking about, or they won't. They won't put your message up.
6: It's e- got to be e- on topic. Yeah. You if can't someone... just
4: write in "fuck the man."
6: <laughs> well, <if> someone <laughs> texts me a topic. I can write right to him. Why does it
4: get to be about you? Why can't
0: you're in the bus? Let's let
4: it. You
6: gotta be right on.
0: You gotta be early to get in there, because like each segment's only a few minutes long. And uh, you know you got to get your message in before the segment ends. I'll
6: text right now. Then <laughs> see, you're just fucking being a pain in the ass and making it
4: about you. And this is why that fucking guy didn't let you come in here to bother Slash today.
6: Well, I mean, I was. Dr- I was. Uh, it was an homage to the man. It wasn't. I wasn't threatening. But the guy thought I was presenting a physical. He did danger. the right thing. I wasn't going to fucking hurt Slash. It, it seemed like you were going to hurt Slash. It, it wasn't. It would not have crossed my mind. Uh is there any t- videotape of you crying? Did you Twitter that or anybody Twitter it? Uh, um, Opie uh, may have uh, shot some video, but I don't know when he Puts it around. Go to Opie Radio, up.
4: please. Opie Radio on Twitter. Because he likes to put up Twittios of people uh, being ridiculous.
0: There's pictures on E Rock's Twitter.
4: Oh, no. Yes, in studio, but nothing. Uh,
6: he filmed it. It's just, I think he takes a, a little bit longer to download his um, Twidios.
4: You know why? Because he's done with Mount Wednesday pictures
6: <laughs> today. Let me see what well, else. He has a very good camera and it takes a little bit longer. Whereas I have a shitty phone.
4: Rainy board here in New York. Who wants to play emo kids hate? <laughs> Did Russell Brand do their show today?
6: No, no not that we know of.
4: Because he has a tweet about that.
8: No, I don't think so. All right,
0: so LXTV has, um, they're, they're Los Angeles, they're New York, they uh Chicago, Philadelphia, and so the they'll, National.
4: They'll be going everywhere.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, when it first started, it looked like it used to be on late, late night, I think after Saturday Night Live, and it kind of looked like something you'd see in your hotel. Uh, you hotel. Know, one of those ho- city vision things.
4: That run constantly the same yes. show.
0: <laughs> Here's fun things
4: you can do in San Francisco. Here's what I hate about those shows, too. They'll tell you stuff you already you, you can go in the trolley car. How about Fisherman's <laughs> Wharf? I'm like, these are all the fucking things I know. <laughs> you know you're on in here in new york hey what do you think about a trip to times square or how about taking the ferry out to see
6: i already know about the statue of liberty take me a little deeper if that's a topic i'll text i love times square right now
0: Who will get on
6: have you ever thought about doing a duck tour quack quack
4: (laughs) uh do you know what lx tv is about today
0: no, no. Um,
4: they don't. They don't plan ahead.
0: Their their site for the local one is really. I don't know. It looks like they just put it together. So it's
4: three girls and a gay slave is what you're basically saying their show is.
0: Uh, it's yeah. It's not really clear which of these things are videos from past shows. Swimming with the aqueducts probably already happened. I want to see that. It doesn't say what's coming up. Um, but then if you go to the LXTV.com, there's just about the whole show, and that gives you a little bit but more what, information.
4: Yeah, I would hate to be like having a show that somebody else's show was named the same thing. Yeah. Just, you know, 800 miles away.
0: Well, I never... Like, growing up, I never knew that Romper Room was a franchise. Front, that was- Romper Room
4: was a franchise. Peter uh, I brought up PM Magazine. They yeah. would just have different things and they would have local people play uh, shit. Romper Room played everywhere.
0: I was devastated when someone asked me who was your Romper Room, you know, what was the name of your Romper and Room? And I think person. Bozo, like, mine?
4: I think Bozo the Clown was also franchised. There was the Chicago one, but then they were able to sell other ones. You
0: can't have more than one Bozo. No one,
4: there's more than one Santa Claus no one gives a fuck. Wow. You don't want to hear, oh, Santa Claus? Yeah, he lives in Chicago.
0: Yeah, but Bozo's real. Sort of.
4: And Santa isn't. Thanks for being a Jew thanks for ruining a lot of kids fucking fun out there today
0: born that way I can't help
4: it you can't help it you can there's a lot of people who quit being Jews like Jesus convert quit. He did. He did. the last fucking second, he's like, I've had it. I'm starting my own religion. No, he didn't. I'm going to name yes. it after me. He got converted
6: he says- by John the Baptist. He was baptized. He was baptized a Christian.
0: Did he choose to be baptized? Yes. yes. All right, I wouldn't. don't know the details. It's named after really out- you. <laughs> this is totally <laughs> out of my area of expertise. What? Any religion? No. Well, non-Jewishness.
6: Yeah, you Jews, you get away with everything. You kill Jesus and John the Baptist. People always forget that one. His fucking cousin. Why, why did the Jews kill him? Wasn't it? Wasn't it the Romans who killed him? They they ratted
4: him out. They I, ratted everybody out. But yeah, that doesn't mean you killed.
0: Wait, they if, had him killed. Who else was there besides the Jews?
4: Wasn't there was the a pagans? Jew? No, most of the people, though, right? No, the the biggest thing in the world was the the pagan religions that came out of Rome.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about this stuff.
4: Yeah, uh, then you also in the other parts of the country you had. Uh, I mean, the world, you know, there were Buddhists.
0: History class was really, really good for napping.
4: Um, I, you weren't allowed to talk about religion in uh, in history class. When did you, when school.
0: when else would you have
4: learned all this then? A little thing we like to call church, unlike the Jews. Well, that's why I don't
0: know it. But there's also-
4: but this is a, even about your own religion. You thought every you thought <laughs> that you went
0: right over this part of history.
4: I now Dave, what percentage do you think of American or Jews? I would say five percent. Fezzy?
8: I would say 16%. You guys
4: live in the tri-state area. Fez, you're way out of line. And Dave, you're out of line. It's 2%. Oh, well, all right. Seems now, shocking. it was a 2% of Fez, a 16% of Fez's fucking neighborhood? Small. But I think when you get out in the Midwest, mm-hmm. there's a lot of zero states. Yeah.
0: And and we don't teach any of this. Like when, We used to when, say on
4: vacation, my dad said, come on, let's drive away from the Jews. Oh. That's what we would call vacation.
0: Well, we only Sounds learned... Sounds like
4: a good time. <laughs> 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 goodbye, leaving. Jews! As we pulled over
0: the bridge, goodbye, Jews! <laughs> we're going fishing! The really sad thing is we say the same thing but when we're going wrong. on vacation. That's wrong.
4: That's self-hating.
0: <laughs> but when we learn about... you know, When we go to Jew school, Hebrew school, we don't learn about anything that doesn't revolve around some kind of food.
8: Hebrew With Franks pretty much
0: everything yeah. you know if there's like a hamantash if there's a cookie or, or a bread that was created for something we learn about it otherwise eh. I don't understand why is it a religion then Well, there's you know the rest there are parts I, there let, are people who know let, let's, let's
4: do a belief system here <laughs> a Jew dies right yeah where do they go I don't know do any of the Hopefully Jews to know? a deli.
0: No, I don't know. Um, yeah, there are there are so many different but stages no one ever of Jewishness. Believed,
4: no one believes that a Jew goes to heaven, right?
0: I'm really not sure. Like we really didn't talk about this stuff, and and like I said, there's people more religious now, than me who do know these things. Now, Dave, we could, learned about holidays. Would you pick any religion
6: that you didn't know what the eternal payoff was? No, that's the whole point of having some kind of religion. You, yes, you get you get the
0: story and told you. that's not that much more comforting.
4: Uh, again, I mean it must be fun for you to put down someone's belief system. I can understand that. Uh you control b- banking, why not everything else? <laughs> but the point is this. I <laughs> uh, it's one it's the only reason to have religion of why are we here and where are we going? Is the reason to have a religion. Mm. If not, then you just have a
0: philosophy. Well, that's the that's well that's not the reason people started religions. I guess that's uh, the reason absolutely people follow is. it. They they're, but they're, uh, they're really, to, I think the main function of religion is to belong to a group, to feel a sense of um, belonging to other people, to have a connection. Did,
4: um, send somebody down to pick up, uh, Jewel. They're okay. driving crazy. Thanks. And, down by the elevator on 36. And run. Because I'm annoyed right now.
0: And also as sort of a criminal, inv- an additional way of enforcing a crime.
4: <laughs> yeah, but that's not for, uh, again, you're... Only seeing that from the top. Right, from the top. For a person, a single person, to think to themselves, I'm here on Earth. What is this all about? And where do I go? Did someone put me here? And am I going back to see that force that to me is religion.
0: Right, it's you're right, it's to take you're, some kind of comfort and to feel the, the things that we don't know about, feel, it's to supply a feeling of safety and security about those things. Well, you're saying that again
4: as uh, no one's saying I'm looking for safety and security. I think if you're really looking for knowledge, you really do want to know what it's all about. What is the purpose of life?
0: Um, I
4: are you I, telling I don't me Jews? People
0: go searching for knowledge through religion because Absolutely. they're going to things that are not, not that it, religion is not the source of knowledge that is the most alive, that is the most changing. It, it's, it's actually the opposite. It's the most sta- static form of knowledge that we have.
4: I, I don't understand, but 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 the thing is, is, no, you have to find something inside yourself to connect you to the universe. That's what you're looking for. Well, if Your you're thing looking is for
0: knowledge, though. When you go to religion, you go to a, a, you're a set for of information. you Has already been finished, yeah, started but, finished. And yeah, packaged. but the real
4: information is always in between the uh, in between the words for the fucking for the for the faithful. The people will go whether they're going with monks whether they're going with Christians. A lot of times uh, in the Catholic faith with the monk, monks, you'll say things over and over and over until a feeling comes from you. There's also a mantra in the in the Buddhist religion.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a type of knowledge. But when I think of looking for knowledge as information, I wouldn't think of religion. But you're looking for something beyond the information when you go to religion.
4: Okay, yeah. But how do you get to that
0: point? But you're looking for meaning.
4: Yes, and... Exactly. So I say to you, what's the meaning of your religion, the religion that you grew up with? And you're just like, ah, Delhi, And you just don't, you're not giving us that connection.
0: Right. Because where I grew up religion was more of a culture than a source of spirituality. Now, Now, obviously, I'm not going to apply that to all people who follow the Jewish faith. There are people who draw a lot of inspiration and knowledge and meaning from from the Jewish religion, but that's not how I was
4: Do you you understand why you're only two percenters? you got to be able to to give something. I mean, you're going to compete right now against the Christians when they're giving you eternal happiness. Not only that, but to get all your old friends back, get your grandmother back, and be able to sit there and see Elvis sing?
0: If there was a contest to be able to get to that, I'll fight for it. But that's not the It either is or it isn't.
4: Buzz, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, what's
9: going on, boys? Yeah. Listen, i got to ask you something. I've been gone to Iraq for the last year. I just got back, did my feet on the ground. I'm listening to my favorite show on the radio, the Ron and Fez show, except there's no more Fez. The last hour I heard him say two words. I think he said, that's right. And also, uh, what happened to Black Earl? I know a lot's gone on since I've been
4: gone, but come on. He's uh, he's here as well well, call him two weeks when there's no Dave. Uh Fez is here, but it's a matter of finding the Fez in yourself. Okay? <laughs> where is Fez? It's not so much where is Fez, but who is Fez.
8: And I'm right here. And with the and with this discussion, this guy's got you using your words up too. You're going to save that. And with this discussion, it seems like even as a kid, you would ask, "What happens when we die?"
0: But you know, I think you can shop for your religion, but you can't shop for your result. The result is what it is, what it is. You can you can shop you're, for your approach
4: to it. You're you're mixing that. You, you're jumping a of what it really is, and that would mean that you would have to be on this journey when you have no desire for.
0: It's a filter, though. It's really just a filter, a way to look at the fact through a certain lens.
4: What is? Religion? religion.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And what are the facts?
0: We don't... Well, we, we don't, I don't know the facts. There are some people who believe they know the facts. I don't think any of us really know the actual facts, but, but uh, let's I face could be wrong about that, you, obviously. You,
4: if you're going to choose a religion, right, you're going to base it on faith, right?
0: I would choose a religion based on what makes sense to me as far as how I want to live my life.
4: Mm. So you want a philosophy. I'm You right. don't want a religion. I'm you I'm not a looking to pick,
0: you know, a result. Mm. Because I don't think you can pick your result. But, man, I'll be pissed if I find out later I could have.
4: You're going to be so embarrassed when the Christians are right.
0: I'm going to be really embarrassed when not like... only are they right, but I had to pick them
4: yeah. you to get that result. You know who's going to be embarrassed? You, Woody Allen, and Shaky Green. Hmm.
0: Yeah, but I don't know, even if I were to follow along, I don't know if I'd make it you know, I don't know if I'd pass all the tests and everything. Alan, you're on the Manifest show.
6: Hey, uh HTG, what does cum taste like?
4: Eight six six. Hey, I'm now you're still you're stealing every line from him.
0: I'm not in the chair. You just stopped by
4: for a second.
0: I'm not in the chair.
4: Uh Hicks, how's that other thing coming along?
10: Apparently it's gonna happen soon. It's just, uh, they're just hanging out in there right now.
5: All
4: right, we're going to, uh, of course, be, uh, playing you an Unmasked in its entirety, trying to get it down here from the Comedy Channel without every anyone finding out about it. But it will be playing on Raw Dog this weekend.
8: Right, this weekend, it'll be on Raw Dog, that's XM 150, Sirius 104, 8 p.m. in the East, starting on Saturday night.
4: Um... 8 p.m. in the east on Raw Dog. Where is Raw Dog,
8: first? Raw Dog, that is uh, XM, channel 150, Sirius 104. Um, If you were only going to be able to eat from one section of the menu, like apps, entrees, sides, or desserts. You already know what we're going to say. What? That's
4: easy. We, uh, we, uh, we dominate does apps. Apps. Small
0: it's all about the apps. Small plate it. In fact I'm considering not even you don't even have to force me, I'm considering limiting myself to the app section anyway. H D J you have your own Yelp
4: account there. You're and you're an elite Yelpist? Yeah it's pretty fancy. Across the board is it always about the apps for people nowadays?
0: Uh, restaurants are becoming apps only restaurants now. Small plates are the hugest thing, and there might it's like ha, it's like getting all the benefits of a buffet without all the crap of a buffet because you get to have a little bit of everything, but in quality instead of just dumped in a bucket. Here's what the other way I like it
4: though: is like if they don't bring them all at the same time. If you get like three or four, yeah. then they bring another three or four,
0: yeah, and everybody's it's,
4: picking at it and having a good time.
0: And it's really social, um, because you're trying things together, and oh, what do you think of this? What but do you think of But what about
4: a guy like Fez, when a person like Fez has his daily foods? Uh, what's today?
8: Tuesday? Today's uh, Wednesday.
4: Wednesday? Let's try to guess Fez's food for tonight. Hicks, what would you say? Chicken breast? Um, Baked? Davey Mack, what do you think
6: is is tonight? I'll go with a jalapeno. Uh, like a <laughs> something. Well, I know Monday night
4: is his pizza night because that's raw. He watches Monday night raw. And I believe Thursday night is pork chop night. I think Friday is uh, burgers. I'm going to... I have nothing else. I'm going to say Wednesday is pork chop. Tonight's a pork chop.
8: Tonight is Wednesday night. It is a pork chop night. Oh,
4: my God.
8: And meatloaf is in there one night? Um, Chinese food is Thursday night.
4: God damn it. That's a fun night for you, huh?
8: Yeah. All
4: right, let's go all the way through. Monday.
8: Monday is pizza night. Tuesday. Tuesday is the baked chicken. Wednesday? Uh, Broiled pork chops. Thursday? Chinese food. And Friday is uh, catches catch can. Friday, oh, that's right. No, Friday is the cheeseburger. Oh,
4: Friday's cheeseburger is a celebration,
8: right? Right. Yeah.
0: Is Chinese always the same? Yes. What What do you get?
8: The vegetable fried rice and the sesame chicken.
4: Do so you eat a lot of the chicken? Yeah. Uh, Saturday is catches catch can.
8: Yes, but it usually turns out to be another burger because <laughs> Friday is just such a joy and excitement that it's like let's keep this going.
0: I I could easily do a
4: couple burgers a if week. It, if it if it wasn't a burger, what would it be?
8: Then it probably would be something along the lines like you said, a meatloaf, something kind of still kind of hamburgery, Homey, hamburgery, stick to the ribs.
4: Now Sunday, I imagine that's your turkey or lasagna day,
8: lasagna that's
4: home,
6: home, home day. Yeah, I was going to say meatloaf. Guess I don't know him that well. Now now uh, you yelled jalapenos. Let's suppose uh,
4: we went over and did the big fish night tonight,
6: right? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Would that blow everything out for the rest of the week, and would everything take a, a week back, or do you just pull out that entree for the night?
8: I do it like my medication, where it's like if I miss a dose, you just pick it up where you're supposed to start the next day.
4: You don't double down.
8: No, I, I wouldn't try. Because if I try, if we did fish tonight and I tried to do pork chops on Thursday, you're just throwing off the whole thing. It's better to just try to jump back on as, right where you can. Were you
4: raised that way, that uh, every night has a supper, or you just did that on your own?
8: No, we, we did that a lot. Where like Friday night was a pizza night, Saturday night was a burger night. We always did Friday pizzas, but and then Sunday's was usually a uh, pot
6: roast, but everything else changed.
4: Yeah, the Sunday would be the big event day.
6: Yeah.
8: yeah the
4: whole family would get
6: that's together. That's
8: the huge one. Yeah, Sunday we so would have a roast beef. Why do you do this when you live alone? It just, to me, it makes it so much more simpler. It's one less decision I have to make when my mind's running amok, and it actually is feels comfortable to know that, all right, that's taken care of. You never get and I'm bored going of to that? Have, no.
0: You never think, oh, chicken tonight?
8: N- no, nope. It's here, like by the here, time I come around, I'm really hungry for it again. But wow. he, but here's the weird thing. He lives in Manhattan.
4: Well, on an island off from of Manhattan. The most fabulous f- food in the world. But only orders. You can see seven meals come out of basically the same deli. Yeah. Plus he has one little Chinese food place ordering the same food. And a pizza spot.
0: But it's amazing to me because, you know, you, you watch sitcom families and movies and, you know, it's always, oh, that, everyone, when they find out what's for dinner is always, oh, that, not Fez, you you know, you're always happy with what he, you're having he for dinner. He wants the same day. That's great. If, if you're happy, that's fantastic. It, it, the thought of it is making me need air and claustrophobic. It's the second time today. If you're happy, yeah, well, I think I'm
6: still. <laughs> Dave, could you uh, live this way? No, absolutely not. That's just impossible to me. I mean, because I, I I don't think of like now uh, now you're locked into I have to get this cheeseburger tonight. See, I Whereas, don't
8: see it as locked in. I see it as looking forward to. Because uh, I I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the broiled pork chops but, tonight. But
6: what if you 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 if you're like you're walking home, you never like oh that smells good. I'm just going to stop into this little diner here and order something. Like that's what I would do, and then then you you can't do that. He can't eat by himself, though. He can't go into a place by himself. Oh, how about takeout?
0: I get sick of things. I couldn't do it. Even things yeah, that are favored, hate you know, even things that are a favorite, I'll try not to make it too often. Because you know, same with songs in your iPod. You don't want to overdo it and burn something out. I, I, could never still like. How many years have you been eating the same thing?
8: Oh, uh, Years and years.
0: Seriously, like ten years.
8: Yeah, probably, Even yeah. when you
0: move to other places, you, you keep the same nights? Oh, yeah, when you move, did you keep the same nights?
8: What I did was I, kept, I basically kept the same nights and I just tried to, you know, fill in as best I could because I don't cook.
0: Yeah, but you can always,
8: I mean, you're going to find you a Chinese restaurant. Dip. Yeah. <laughs> bean dip's very good.
0: I mean, you can find a burger any night of the week. You know that that should none of those things should be a problem. Well, I guess the pork chop, depending on where you are, you won't always be able to
8: order right.
0: one in. And all these things you eat at home.
8: Yeah, I eat them at home. Yeah.
4: Huh.
0: Um. Here is uh, Bill. Bill
4: Yerman and Fez.
7: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, hey, Fez. Uh, if one of those restaurants were to go out of business, would you change up the lineup, or would you just hunt another restaurant to take its place?
8: Well, I've had times where maybe like I couldn't get something from the diner, and then I go even more conservative and comfortable, and I'll have like a Stouffer's frozen dinner. Do you
0: keep those as backup?
8: Yeah. So those are, those are in the freezer.
4: I thought that if you have something in your freezer, you had to
8: eat it so you couldn't <laughs> keep food there.
4: Everything changes. For the story that always stays the same, it changes quite a bit.
8: Well, I'm right across the street from the grocery store, so they're backed up right there. So is it in your freezer? Oh no, there's nothing in my freezer.
4: What? So what about you ice? So wait, you're saying that no, I don't you use consider it. the grocery freezer your freezer. So when you said they're in my freezer, you meant across the street in the grocery store.
8: <laughs> yeah, they're right there <laughs> in the freezer ready to go. Uh, you keep a lot of beer too at your place. <laughs> wait, you, oh. you don't use any ice? No, I don't use ice. So like you, what do you drink at home? I usually I drink oh, I drink water and I drink soda.
0: In the can, or do you... (laughs) Okay.
8: Is that where you went with that?
0: (laughs) I wasn't planning to. I let it
8: get cold, and then I pour it in a glass.
0: So you drink in a glass with no ice? Right. Oh, that's just... I can't do that. A glass of soda without ice in it, to me, is just disgusting.
6: I'm with Fez on this one. I I don't see any problems with that. It's just a taste thing. I just... oh.
0: You know, and, Maybe that's
6: kind of like the Jew thing or something. I could
0: drink it out of a bottle. I could drink it out of a can. But I, if it's going in a glass, it needs ice. Really? It just looks so dead and just lying there. Yeah,
4: and also, I think that if you're at your house, you ought to get away from the can thing. It just leads to a certain amount of depression.
6: But you, you can have a glass of beer at your house, Deb, and, and you, you don't put ice in that, do you? No, of course not. But well, you also so wouldn't put would ice so discur- in your beer in a restaurant. But I mean, why? How is that? How would a glass of beer be so different than a glass of, of Coke? Because beer, nobody puts ice in beer.
0: When you go out to a restaurant, you will never get served. You ever a Coke get a without fu- ice?
6: If you, what do you think would happen in
4: a restaurant if they just hand you a fucking Coke with no ice in it? The place I, would riot. I ask for that because you get more beverage. Yes, you because you have to ask for it. You have to go out of your way. And what are you fucking nitpicking on the fucking beverage? Yes, there's. It's so Most of these expensive. places has a uh, bottomless. uh a
0: free refill.
8: Uh, Bill, you're on my Fez.
0: Why are you shaking your head?
8: Hey Fezzy. Yes, sir. What night is lettuce wrap? All
4: right. Enough. <laughs> Even the person who started that trouble there.
0: I got a recipe for lettuce wraps, and I can't wait to make it. Whoa! Uh, ah! Ah! Ah!
5: ah! Bring it That's out, funny. home. It's not against
4: you uh, guys. Jim, you Fez.
0: Jim, you're on fez. Hey. Us
4: guys, it's just him. Yeah.
9: Fezzy, when you boycotted the diner, what did you eat?
4: I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> I yeah. really don't think that story ever happened. It
8: Jason, didn't last long, but I boycotted.
4: Jason, you're on the Run Fez show.
7: Yeah, I'm just going to defend Fez a little bit here. Like, growing up, you know, my family had pizza night every Friday. All uh, right,
4: Jason, yeah. I want you to fucking remember something here. My family had pizza night. Uh, when you have little kids, you do stuff for the kids. But well, when you're a single guy <laughs> living in New York, you don't throw pizza night for yourself. That's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. Get a pizza anytime you want. <laughs> Get it from different places. Go out and try things. But a man act like it's pork chop night. Tomorrow is pizza night. I'd like a, uh, a pizza, but I can't. That's
0: that's how you fall into depression. All right, but with how Hughes. Think- I could get the pizza thing and here's why. Like, if on Sundays when I would watch football, I could totally see saying, you know, oh, I'm going to go pick up a pizza and watch football. And Fez has the wrestling thing. So if that was the only I thought one... He's, I
4: thought he I thought he skipped wrestling. I thought you were done with wrestling.
8: I did not watch it on Monday night. Did you get pizza? I still got the I'll pizza, forget, I'm off your side.
4: What did you, what did you watch?
8: Uh, Stephen Hawking's Universe was on. Oh, love
6: that. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs>
8: Yeah, this week was
6: time travel. It's fucking awesome. Time travel? More like fucking chair travel.
4: Tra- Stop <laughs> trying to fucking uh, travel through time and figure out how you're going to get up the
6: steps, little man. He said that... Uh, you- Is he extra little? Uh, his, his head's all like, you know, like a, a pee right now at this point. His head's shrinking like as if he's in Beetlejuice. I couldn't stand that fucking Beetlejuice head. Um, and he said you can't travel back, but he believes you could travel to the future. Yeah, we are fucking second by second. That's how
4: we're tra- traveling through the future, it's taking forever.
6: And he was he he kept making jokes like as if he's this big like wo- woman's type of dude cuz he's like if I traveled back, I'd travel with Marilyn Monroe. Um I'm like you you're not fucking you she would fucking be repulsed by you. I just
4: uh got an email here for the rep that handles all the accounts for fishtail. And all the Burke, uh, David Burke group, oh. want to take care
6: of us. Oh, that's that's nice. All right, bring Stephen Hawking. I'll have it, fish and chips. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, Tim, California,
4: Yarmouth, Fez. Hey, why don't you, why don't you go on out to dinner and meet
8: some people? Well, I mean, I don't know how to meet somebody in a restaurant while I'm just give them money. money. Just give them money. That's your waiter.
0: Start talking to him, then you start talking to other
6: people. Not a bad idea, because waiters, you know, they tend to, except for me, they tend to lean to that side.
0: You don't even have to try. Just be out there. You know, like, when you try too hard, that it's, it's a problem.
6: Are we already at a fixed Fez
0: stage? No, but I'm just saying, just, just go out. Just go out. The opportunity for someone, something, anything to happen in the world, it, there's more likelihood of it to happen when you're Do out. Do
4: you know how many times he's heard all this?
0: It's not for Fez. It's for It's for... I don't know
4: Do you know that he will sit here and agree with you and then go home and have fucking whatever it is I can't stop (laughs) Kitchen midnight or whatever the fuck he does over there It's
0: an addiction to try to help Fez I, I, I can't stop
4: But do you get that he doesn't want to be helped that even when he tells you he wants to be helped he doesn't Yeah Do you understand too Dave
6: Yes I do
0: Sorry
4: uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we get back, uh, we'll come back and we'll set it up. It's a Ron show. It's
8: 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark,
10: and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.
4: Ron Fez show. All right, we got the unmasked on us. I just want to set this up for a sec of... Uh, Colin Quinn, you know him so well, of course, from uh, Tough Crowd. And and if you're a 202 listener, a lot of stuff that he does on the ONA show. But I do want to just kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and tell you uh, just how respected Colin is in the industry by so many other comics. And I always thought of Colin as almost having this Tyler Durden type thing where the other guys, without even so much talking about him, Uh, have a tendency to um, follow along on what it means to have some comedic integrity. So I'm just giving you that backstory before we get into this, because a lot of times with comics, people just judge them by, you know, kind of the way they interact with each other. But a lot of the stuff that you see happening with comics that's ball busting is just because guys don't know how to say, hey, It's really great being with you. I like hanging out with you. So they do shit like that back and forth. So I just want to set that up before you can confuse the two, that Cohen is a guy who has just tons of respect uh, from other comics, Uh, both by the way he handles his act and by the way he kind of lives his life. He kind of went off and followed his own path and has done a lot of different interesting things. So that's all I'll do for this, and then I'll let Fez set it up from here.
8: So this will be unmasked with Colin Quinn, and of course you can hear a replay of this starting Saturday, May twenty second, on Raw Dog XM one hundred and fifty, Sirius one hundred and four. That's Raw Dog Comedy on Sirius XM. Here it is, unmasked with special guest Colin Quinn. Yeah. It's
4: Colin Quinn. A man uh, a man with his coat he's here he's ready to do the a show man with his coat yeah uh, I'm actually so glad that you did this. When we started this, you were one of the first names that everybody talked about getting. Because and how long have you been on? Six years. But you were <laughs> yeah. one of the first names we talked about getting. Well, I'll <laughs> say this. I'll say this. We've called your people. I know my people are very shabby. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and um, they act like uh, you know, like you owe us money or something. They just,
1: yeah, they're dodging us. Well, I know they do, but that's on my orders, probably. <laughs> sure. I'm something. I'm a public recluse. <laughs> (laughs) It comes off that way. I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm always out doing comedy every night, yet I'm a recluse in a certain way.
4: At at the same time... It's too
1: early to get into that. That should be like three quarters of (laughs) the (laughs) age. We're going
4: to do that. We're going (laughs) to get (laughs) that Yeah, you don't want to open with, and that's how my father died.
5: Because (laughs) 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 Then we have nowhere to go.
4: (laughs) But uh, the reason why we wanted you right away, too, is you are known as Comedian's Comedian comics
1: like you Uh and uh, say that like it means nothing to you (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> comedian no, I, is comedian
1: <laughs> Comics like you I, uh, I should have been happier When I said it, it but should have been like Comics like you <laughs> Yeah I mean that's really Saying something But now you just let it Sit there and Get all the uh, Well, well
5: I everyone
1: don't Everyone think about that Like and at the end Everyone's saying So what Well, well the only, You interrupted me There's silence in yeah. the air So what it has to be there in there somewhere I was going to say And that has no worth but <laughs> That's where I was <laughs> It doesn't have going. a lot Of financial worth That's for yeah. sure, but
4: But it, it, it does, it's got to mean something to you the fact that, that yeah.
1: people out there
4: on the road and people who have done everything you've done for years will have like a story about you or talk about your integrity that's
1: got to be a good feeling sure it is yeah. a good feeling actually you know i mean you know it's definitely it definitely it kept me in the business you know when i first started comedy i got zero laughs i used to get no laughs i mean i would once in a while i would do okay but i just could not i just bombed more than any other comedian i bombed every night and then one night I was doing a set at the Comedy Cell. I got in because once again the comics got me in mm-hmm. and I went on stage and I just was bombing so badly it was a great crowd. It was a great night and just silence for like 20 minutes like a Wednesday. <laughs> I had the best spot. There was no excuse <laughs> and I was like that's it. As I was leaving the stage I was like that's it for me. Um, I'm, that's it. I'm, obviously this is not what I'm supposed to do. You know and then the mc was this guy William cornell mm-hmm. that's not a uh, misprint William. <laughs> um that was one of his jokes his name was William instead of william <laughs> it was 1986 it was funny at the time uh, there weren't that many comedians around but, but he was a funny guy but he was the mc and he goes on stage right after i'm getting off and i'm just thinking that's it for me i'll never do this again you know i'm gonna go into something else and um and he goes folks that was the funniest comedy set you'll ever see and you don't even know it. And that's like that kind of little right. support really helped keep me in the business. So That's another reason I love comedians, you know. Well, I, I oh, think... i talking about how comedians love me. Yeah. Different story, but...
4: <laughs> but I, I, I do think there's a certain part of that is like you don't normally tell jokes or have that comedian ry- rhythm. You're not doing uh, a kind of standard, oh, I get it, that's where the punchline is.
1: Yeah, maybe that's part of it. And in those right. days, it was really a part. I mean, it was yeah. really... I would just ramble the whole time. And mm. uh, yeah, so yeah, that's probably part of it. I'm not sure what it is, but comedians have always been my biggest fans. Right? If only there were more of them, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: and
1: they weren't no notoriously cheap.
6: If there was two thousand in every town. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I get like the three local guys when I do like improv in Cleveland.
1: The three local guys that aren't paying, right. and they come in the back, and you exp- like, hey man, you're really funny. <laughs> this guy doesn't use me, you know. I really- it's all about them. They're like, yeah, hey, this club owner's an asshole. I'm gonna get out of Cleveland Columbus is where <laughs> <I> like that <laughs>
4: <laughs> but was there any point like when you were younger and starting that you thought to yourself all right what is like Dennis Miller or Jerry Seinfeld guys that seem like they, they have a little more craft or you just thought I'm going to go my own path here
1: no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I never. Uh, actually, Dennis Miller to this day this haunts me. It's funny mm-hmm. you brought up Dennis Miller because when I first started, I was in probably in there for about two years, and Dennis Miller was like on Saturday Night Live, and it's like mm-hmm. you know he was the hero. He came to New York. He was like funny, but he was like still like on comedian's terms. He was like cursing, mm-hmm. and it's like he was breaking all the rules the clubs held for us, and still like you know they had to be so funny. And then he started to. He watched me a couple of times, and he literally came to a show with his date at the time, which was like a big giant deal, like nineteen eighty seven. And he came or eighty eight and he watched me do a whole like hour. So it was my first like headlining stuff. And he sat there and watched me and at the end and it was like the biggest compliment in the world. And at the end of the show he came up to me and he goes, Quinn, you're amazing man. There's just something missing and I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. <laughs> and to this day, I know that's true. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> to this day, yeah. Oh, I you wish know. I would like to see him and ask him that sometime yeah. but he probably wouldn't even remember. I asked him once like one time I go what did you mean by you? I was crying I don't remember that but it's like it still bugs me to this day you
4: well know? it's the perfect line to torture any young comic yes, it with is.
1: <laughs> but like I a, mean and he was coming he was a yeah, fan he was coming to sure. see me so I really believe he meant it in a good way but it's like but Jesus. maybe
4: if he didn't have his chick with him, he could have just focused on whatever that one thing was. And- I think you're right. Exactly.
1: He had one foot. He's like, one thing's missing with you. And then what do you want like, He doesn't realize it's been tormenting me for like 22 years. Yeah. You know. Well, you were a Brooklyn guy, grew
4: up a Brooklyn yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's still seems to be like a big part of every everything of, of your act and who yeah you are. i
1: mean it's a, definitely a part of like i like the whole i like neighborhoods i still love mm-hmm. the fact that you know everybody i love like any stuff to do with like blocks or right. interaction i mean obviously now like I, I even say it's like long island is more like brooklyn than brooklyn in yeah. certain ways but it's like yeah i love any kind of any people interaction any ethnic stuff like when i grew up there was a like every school we went to was like multi-racial mm-hmm. so I hate when people like try to tell you don't do racial stuff you know if you're white you know or stuff like that like it's very you know what I mean like it's almost like being out of a time where you're like sure you're like, you know you really not supposed to say that and it's like yeah but you know when we used to talk like that you know everybody did i'm not saying we would sit in a corner and whisper like that i'm saying everybody
5: <laughs> like you know you say to like they do down south we used to talk like that and suddenly what happened right.
1: so, <laughs> suddenly bet pops yeah. up no but i mean people would say things to each other's face and it was all about like disrespecting and insulting people but you know being quick about it and you know it was like ethnic mixed Stuff, you know. Well,
4: here's the thing about you, too. I think that there's a lot of comedians who will tell you how they were the the funny guy in their neighborhood or whatever, but I think really funny people see humor and all the people in their neighborhood, and they see that some of these people are really hysterical, real physical characters.
1: Yeah. You know? I think think definitely people on my block, this first play I used to do called Irish Mm Wing, but that was all based on my neighbors, because, like, exactly, you see them every day, and they're so funny, you know? But it's like, when I, when you were a little, like some things that I we thought were funny, like I had a neighbor Ray Pasello, and he Ray Pasello he'd come out Ray Pasello, and we, he always tried to act like a badass, you know, like we. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was like the straight guy, and across the street we had like the mob guy who would come out and just like in a, you know just like. Ask my mother out every day. It was like traumatizing. It's <laughs> like, hey, red. Right. My mother had red hair, you know. She, red. Let's go get a steak dinner, you know. My mother was like, oh. my mother's really like a go mob and this, like mob guy, you know, like seven years old because my mother was hot, you know. I mean, relative. You know, I say that objectively, right? <laughs> and the uh but my but Ray Bissella, we used to laugh because we're like, this guy tries to be a tough guy. We didn't realize. Like one time, he goes to us, fellas. I used to walk into it because he works for the IRS. And he goes, I walk into a place and I go, Ray Pasello, And he flashed this thing, IRS. And we all laughed, because we we're like little kids, like, ah, ha, ha, like he's the <laughs> FBI. Meanwhile, people were probably more scared of him. <laughs>
4: well, let, let me take a couple moments. I want to make sure we added out Pasello, out of the last <laughs> four times. Why? He's probably passed away. <laughs> oh, you mean because the IRS? Yeah. I'm a little slow, sorry. <laughs> Uh, but but so that, that's one of the things about you that you were able to see that stuff at a very early age, and I don't think suburban kids get that as easy. You know, what I mean, I don't think everybody mixes as much.
1: I think they do now. Yeah. In fact, I know they do now. You read yesterday's paper. The suburbs are more <laughs> right. You know, they're more multicultural than the city is in some yeah. ways now.
4: But at the same time, I don't think they're on top of each other. They're kind of in their own yards or whatever. You yeah, know? to a degree. Yeah,
1: to a degree. But I think I don't know. I mean, now I feel like it's different. But yeah, when I was a kid, it was definitely more that way. It seemed like you know. When we visit any cousins in the suburbs, we're like wow, this is weird. Nobody's on the street, you know. Yeah, like L.A. is kind of like that, you know. Yeah, it's it's a different
4: way that that you go yeah, up. Yeah, people in. weren't
1: just right next to each other. Everyone's on the sub public transportation. Like you didn't have school buses. You just took the train to school or the yeah. bus to school. Right?
4: <laughs> Take the train to school. Imagine <laughs> yeah, how, right. how kids would feel about that. Mom, I'm getting on the train.
1: I'm on my way to school.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for you, did when did the comedy thing start to kind of call out to you a little bit?
1: When I was a, when I was a little kid, I I just I was just uh you know I was like the loud mouth kid, and people started laughing like when I was like twelve. O- 12, I started doing impressions mm-hmm. it really is so nerdy when you're a comedian because <laughs> it's like I would do like impressions but like the, the impressionists from those days were doing impressions from like the 1950s so I'd be out there like 12 years old with like long hair trying to do like Humphrey Bogart and you know Peter Laurie. <laughs> I didn't even know who these people were and, and then my friends they watched TV too There's only like three channels on TV like
10: hey that's a pretty good Peter Laurie, you know
1: <laughs> but
4: then uh, <laughs> that's not exactly going to carry you throughout a career is yeah.
1: it oh he's the guy who does Peter Laurie? It's amazing <laughs> so funny You know Your sense of reality But there were A lot of funny people That's what's yeah. so weird Like there's a lot Of funny people yeah. I mean you know I'd run into people That would just just as funny in different ways than I that I was funny but never became comedians for whatever reason, you know? Well, and
4: you kind of, uh, of stayed with that like even some of the shows you did with Tough Crowd and all. It did feel like the guys on the corner. It felt like guys standing that's around the corner thanks, wasting yeah. time and, and just having fun <laughs> yeah, with exactly. each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Enjoying themselves. You could argue that's what stand-up comedy is. <laughs> <laughs> Hi folks, ready to waste some time? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, there, you. there is a certain, I think, truth to that. Yeah. That people can show up and be in a place that used to be about community, and now you kind of have to go out and and pay for it a
1: little bit. Wow. That's good and sad.
5: Yeah. <laughs> of they
1: go, folks, it used to be our community, now you got to pay for it. <laughs> you want that full sense of bonding and connecting yeah. with your fellow human beings? <laughs> this ain't the ancient Greeks you fucking pay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, but, that's exactly right. Yeah, And actually, it is, it is a community. Yeah. When you go on the road, as you know, yeah. you'll be in there in, in a club and you'll be like, like this one drunk and the whole crowd's like, Joe. And yeah uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, how about those is. people
1: that run the ripoff business yeah. that's Bill he's like oh know. I, 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 so
4: but really when you would hang on the corner there were only some guys that could only do like 10 minutes they would be like an opening that's act right. oh, shut up <laughs> that's you right. know? or somebody would be telling a story and somebody else would come along and you'd get bumped like uh, wow, this guy's better that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: right <laughs> that's so funny yeah you're right and somebody would come along and just yeah exactly yeah it was definitely all everyone was sitting on the stoop Right. and then some guys would come and hold court for a little while but they had to yeah
4: but to take that from Brooklyn where you were hanging out with your friends to come over in Manhattan with doing the comedy clubs you know Woody Allen has kind of made a career of how that's a totally different world it's a totally different thing to do for you know yeah
1: I mean uh, it was definitely it was definitely uh, I was was just thinking about a guy from Long Island that disproves all these theories this kid I knew named Al Cantor I went to Stony Brook University Mm -hmm. I went to Stony Brook for a year this guy Al Cantor used to come in he was from Massapequa Long Island the the uh the epitome of Long Island and he would come in and tell stories to us from he worked in the ambulance corps and the, every story he told was so funny and <laughs> and he could have been like a genius comedian it was like every story was right. like a 20 minute story with little digressions and that guy was like but I wonder why he never he never became a comedian but it was just so interesting that like he was a guy that had but also he worked in the ambulance course, he always had a good story from that night. Sure. My advice to anyone getting into comedy would be get an interesting job for five years. Right. Because the big problem with comedians is we're all like trying to be everybody says the same thing. I just want to quit my day job so I can write full time. Yeah. And then they're sitting there with no day job writing and there's nothing to write about. Hey, did you ever get up at eleven thirty in the morning?
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like we waste all yeah. these years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> By a no man, you know. Well, it is true
4: because all the novelist would always you know right, right. the more of a uh, background that you had like it took Kerouac like 15 years to get published and it was the best thing that happened to him right. but then you go see stand ups and they're all like when the maid wakes you up in the hotel room right?" and a normal person is yeah, out going, of the
1: hotel room at 8 o'clock in the morning <laughs> you know no one's ever been woken up by a maid that works a regular job by the way I like the fact that Ron goes Kerouac got published 15 years later best thing ever happened to him of course he died of alcoholism three years <laughs> but, three years after getting published Died of alcoholism. I guess <laughs> <laughs> we have different ideas. of the best yeah. thing that ever happened to a guy. Right? But, right.
4: but at least he had those books. Yeah. Because if he would have been published at 21, right? You know, he might have been dead at 24. That's right. Uh, a lot of people. That's the worst thing that can happen. Like, oh, you got everything Success. you want. Sure. Yeah. You got everything. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And like you said, comedy is a perfect example of. Uh, you know. And but you we were asking about when we first started the clubs and going yeah. to transition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so. F- I was so naive. Everybody was, but I mean, I just remember being online. And of course, I was online almost every week. Chris Rock, Adam <laughs> Sandler. I mean, we were online all the time. We all knew each other from the lines mm-hmm. of trying to get auditions because they'd actually, on Monday nights at the strip and the, and the Catch a Rising Star, they would actually, if you waited online and you got there early enough, you know, you'd have to wait on like six, seven hours so we all knew each other. And and you'd get a spot. You know, you get like a number and then you'd get on late at night. And, um, but it was like yeah and then going on there and then walking off like how could I not have passed I remember the first time I auditioned a comic strip I went on and I did pretty well you know despite my bombing throughout my comedy it was like my first set I was excited the crowd and the, the MC came up to me once again comedians being my biggest fans the MC came up to me afterwards he goes you're a natural come back in a year and I was like, <laughs> in a year, I'll be on, like, uh, TV. You better get me in. A... Right. But, but, of course, you should have said come back in five years. Right. Or Ten sure. years. <laughs> because it takes that long before you even understand your own voice or whatever, you know? Well, did you ever think it might have been better if
4: you weren't in New York at that time, that you were out somewhere that you could have, you know, had a shorter line? or.
1: Yeah. In some ways, it would have been better. I mean, for me, it was better because... Uh, but, I mean, I would, then I would go on the road, like the few road gigs mm-hmm. I got. Like, I remember going to North Carolina. I had, like, three minutes, five minutes on the subway. So, they're looking at me like, hey, man, we don't live. We don't have the subway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it taught you a lot of lessons from going on the road, too. But, yeah, probably, probably would have had more time if I'd been on the road. But the good thing about New York is you really learn, like, the rules of, like, what's hack. Like, a lot of problems with the road is a lot of guys will work out, but they'll be doing stuff that's, quote, unquote, hack depending Mm -hmm. on the era or what's hacked then is not, you know, necessarily hacked now, but so, so you, so in a way, New York, at least it cut through, I didn't have to worry about that part, then coming to New York and having everybody think I'm a hack, you know. A lot of really funny guys, but just because they weren't exposed to Everybody night after night the way we were, yeah. So that they had to relearn certain things, you know.
4: They didn't know that some of these topics topics were already beat to death. Yeah, because they because weren't noble, going huh? on the
1: road by himself every yeah. night. Everyone's laughing. So
4: how would you know? You know. So when you started to get on at the clubs, how long before you thought to yourself, "Yeah, I'm going to stick with this. This is this is like I said, warm. it was that night no. that
1: really changed changed yeah. uh, how I felt. Before that, I would go through ups and downs. So I'm like, hey, this is good, you know. I'm, but I was never a good comic uh for years you know for years even when i was i was on mtv and even then i'd go on the road and i was not a good comic you know i was okay i had some funny things and i was a funny person but like, right. if i worked a crowd i'd be funny but i was never a good comic for years it took me years to really learn it took me 10 years now the to become a comedian wh- how did you get on the mtv how did you get from you're doing just because of my voice you know they yeah. heard my voice i was at a club i was doing i was like well known in the city like i said among yeah. the comedians in the city i was like an up-and-comer so you know i got good spot i got all the things that people would want in comedy in New York at that time, which was I'd get on at the clubs a lot. But I was very hit or miss on the clubs. But they were looking for people for MTV, and they just heard my voice. They're like, wouldn't it be funny to be like the announcer because his voice is, you know, right. so grating. And- so <laughs> you, you
4: got on there, and even though you didn't feel like you were polished, you weren't ready, there was something really likable about you on that show that people that watched the show kind of went... Oh, I, I get this guy. I think I, this guy would be fun to hang out with.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody said. They said he's the kind of guy you want to have with. Right. Meanwhile, you know, I, but I used to smoke on the show too. Like the first <laughs> right. year, I used to like you could smoke on TV. Yeah. And they cut that out of the first season. But I would just change my, I changed my chain smoked. I I smoked three packs a day. So I was always smoking anyway. So it wasn't like I was trying to smoke. I just always smoked. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna smoke on the show, and it's funny, you know. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. Eventually,
4: they caught up with it and said, wait. Yeah. After the first season, they're like, hey, stop that. Yeah, the show's too popular. Yeah. Yeah.
1: with kids are like, your like little kids yeah. are watching it. And I remember a kid coming up to me once a couple of years later going, Hey, man, you're the reason I
5: started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
4: so that had to be. Uh, I mean, that is a, a crazy because once you're in clubs, right? Right. And you work into nothing but adults that are drinking. Like you said, now little kids are watching right. the show. It's a totally different world for you.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh,
4: and the show was really like young people running it, young people doing it. We've never seen anything like right, that before. Right,
1: exactly. It was like the first of those types of sh- ironic yeah. kind of show that was making fun of game shows but being a game show. Yeah,
4: and Ken Ober was, I thought, just one of those people that was just perfect. I mean, just talking about a guy doing exactly what he should have been doing
1: I at mean, that I, age. To, to, to do that kind of a job, like a Game show host, right. And make it hip, right? Nobody could have done that but him, or at least nobody I knew. Yeah, at, at the just...
4: same time, yeah. People that don't get like the broadcasting aspect is like he's making fun of broadcasting
1: as he's broadcasting. Right. You know, he, <laughs> and he and wasn't he kept breaking it... the rules of broadcasting. No, everything got done. No, exactly. He you know? ran the trains on time. Like, yeah. You know, it was amazing. I just went to another memorial for him. You know, he died. Uh, yeah. And uh, I went to one they had in Hartford, Connecticut last week. And it was all just the friends that grew up with him this time. It wasn't... Mm-hmm. all the Hollywood... First, I went to the one in L.A. and all these comedians were like talking about how brilliant he was. In fact, Dennis Miller, again, one time him and Ken Ober were... Uh, <laughs> no, but this is where Dennis <laughs> this is nice. being good. And, <laughs> and, and him and Ken were having like a... They'd never met. Like This is like 1991. And it was like these two gunslingers because Dennis Miller was considered like the reference. he you know, just throw like, a reference on top of And Ken Ober, if you, you know, yeah. he was like that too. And then after a minute, they just met. And Dennis Miller just turns me and goes, Quinn, this guy's pretty fucking good. Because so, <laughs> he was like so gee, But all his friends were talking about growing up with him and what it was like to grow up with a guy like that. You know?
4: So did you guys, at that point, you're all young and all of a sudden this thing is popping and MTV had a lot of power in those days yeah. I mean it yes, really it did. did so it had to be like being in a band there for a couple of years You know, it
1: was like that actually it had a lot of power this guy uh, this reporter from named Bob Green who was like some famous guy oh sure accountant. in Chicago yeah. yeah and he came up to me one day and he, we were in spring break and he goes I can't believe he goes all these cameras from NBC and stuff these kids don't give a damn but when MTV comes they like have total reverence you know what I mean yeah, sure, and uh, and um, so it was like that. It was like MTV. We were like, we were just, they, we were just. It was ridiculous. I remember one time we were at a, a strip club one time, and uh, <laughs> and all the strippers. It was like our first. Like we just were starting to get the idea. Like we're well known. Like Kenny mm-hmm. had been out in some college thing because nobody over twenty two knew who we were. Everybody that knew us was 21 yeah. or under. So it was so weird. Like we'd walk around the streets of New York and all these kids would be like, ah. And all these adults are like, who are these <laughs> assholes? You know? And then we went to a strip club and all the strippers ran away from their customers. Now you might say, weren't the strippers over 21? Apparently not.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they ran away from their customers and just started hanging out with us. And then Kenny just turns to me and goes, it's never going to be okay again. He goes, it's never going to be okay again. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, it's never going to be okay to be just a person again. Look at this, and I was like, ah. But of course, you know, what he's saying is like, yeah, this is like weird now, you know. It's right.
4: Like, uh, but when something like that happens, do you think, all right, I've hit it, this is it, or did you realize this is just well you know, about
1: MTV? No, I mean to both. Like yeah. on the one hand, I was like, I started writing like compulsively because, like I said, my act stunk. I still wanted to be a comedian, mostly, <laughs> you know. So I was like, I was famous. But I was going to gigs and people were like laughing politely, like they were excited to see me. Yeah. And I remember going to these gigs and all these kids would be there, like ah, laughing, like he's doing comedy. They weren't laughing at my joke. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, good for him. This is it's his thing you like to do. This, you know, just right. indulge him. Then we get autographs here? <laughs> right. Instead <laughs> of so just line up for autographs, say hey, want to go drink it with us? And I'm like they didn't give a shit. I'm like, what about my heart, man? <laughs> and then so it was like sort of that weird vibe where you're like, oh my god, I'm not. I'm right. Good at what you're, I think I do for a fucking living. Yeah. You know? At that point you're
4: a personality instead of a comedy. I'm a personality, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and T V is really, really a, a powerful Yeah. It's in, incredible. Well I remember even like Tim Allen when he was on Home Improvement, I remember him saying he was doing comedy and people yelling out, Where's Al? Where's Al <laughs> and shit like that, you know? Because people are more into the show. They want to know where's
5: everybody, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, and um so so I just I started getting compulsive, like I would literally stay in a lot and just write and try to Learn how to write because I was like, I because I felt like the MTV thing wasn't going to last anyway. I, I sort of knew, even though I was, you know, we were well known. I mean, right. really well known. It was, it was, and, uh, but I just felt like I better start writing compulsively. So I started really trying to learn how to write scripts. I became a very boring guy for a guy that was, you know, should have been enjoying his fucking life.
4: Yeah. I mean, normally
1: people hit that and they start partying and
4: that's you know. what I should
1: have been doing. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I did that for a few months. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, got to get serious now. This is going to end. and I'm going to be fucked, you know. And I would just try to write, you know, and, like, learn how to trick these screenwriting courses. I was just a real... Although, in my screenwriting course was Rick Derringer. <laughs> Not Rick Derringer. Rick Springfield. Oh. So it would I have been felt, so much like, better with Rick Derringer. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I was almost impressed. I <laughs>
1: so, I was, like, doing all this kind of stuff, like, trying to be, like, you know, trying to, trying to learn how to write. Yeah. Because I was panicking because... I was like, you know, here I am doing it. A, I'm a comedian. You make it, but you're not that good. Yeah. So.
4: Uh, and then, of course, the thing does kind of have a lifespan. Um, yeah,
1: like 89, let's say 88 to 91. It was like, you know, MTV. And then suddenly it was all over, you know. Did you
4: guys feel it on the show or did you just start to.
1: Well, I left the show what yeah. happened was I was lying on the couch they even have a picture and I think it's from that day of me lying on the couch the last season and the executive producer like hey man we want to do another year and I just looked at him and I go I can't <laughs> I can't do this I said we're well, out a fucking Brady Bunch question
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they go and they all looked at me to their credit they go oh yeah you're right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. even though it was successful like you would have squeezed another year right. they, we all knew it was like come on man it's so,
4: too much so when that thing uh, kind of comes down a little bit was yeah. it a relief at that time or it was really scrambling for the next thing. It was a
1: relief for me. Yeah. I was I was relieved because I felt like, you know, like it, it, we really had squeezed the life out of it and I had these uh and amb- I had these aspirations to like write movies you know my screenwriting class was very important as I right. told you and so I had written these scripts and I was trying to get them going but you know it's, and it's, they went yeah right <laughs> uh, but at least there you know you're chasing the art there's
4: so many people that just have this thing when you talk about compulsion it's just to be on TV right. no matter what they're fucking doing it doesn't sure. matter I gotta be on TV but uh, there's an
1: argument for that too because yeah. I mean that shit I wasted a lot of years sitting in my stupid house so you thought maybe if you could have done it over you would have Look Maybe. For the next project I you're remember at. one time another stripper story. My friend comes over to my house <laughs> with a stripper, and he goes, "Hey, man!" And the girl's like saying, "Like, let's hang out." And I go, "Guys, I have to write." And she goes to me to show how she was an authentic person. I was the phone and she goes, I'll give you something to write about.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, cut the autistic bullshit. I'll give you something to write about. Maybe, but I was
4: just too yeah. obsessed
1: with it. I was always trying to write.
4: Knowing how much uh, strippers were hanging around you, I understand why you want to <laughs> now keep your coat so close to you at all times. <laughs> Checking the pockets. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> so next for you, after... After MTV, uh, the next thing for you was when you hooked up with,
1: uh, I guess, Saturday Night Live? Yeah, it was like, say, 91... So, 91 to, like, two, to 95 before I was on Saturday Night Live. And then um, those four years I was doing stand-up, but, you know, we just kept getting... You know, it was like going downhill and, like, you know... I mean, we, we still could have done a lot of college gigs, I have to say. we just did, Kenny didn't want to do stand-up at all. Mm-hmm. He was just done with stand-up before. The minute we started at MTV... He was like, I'm done with stand-up. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, heresy, you know? I was like, Kenny, well, how could you say it? He goes, I don't give a shit. All I want to do... <laughs> he was like very, you know, he was like, I want to travel. I want to, you know... He goes, I want to get gigs where I can travel, where I can go to good restaurants, really live like... So, like, it was yeah. just... We had two different ways of viewing it, you know? And, um... So he didn't want to do stand up, so I would go out on the road by myself, but again, it was just like me doing clubs, and like the clubs I was too the, my audience was younger. they were in high school and you know maybe the first year of college, so clubs I was selling okay, but you know the only fans that were there for see me would be like remote control And the restaurant <laughs> like, "What's he talking about and I'd like, yeah, I <laughs> so I mean, I was doing okay, I was making money doing stand up, but some money, but you know um then I was writing my little movies and it, but I was not doing I was not doing well I was not doing uh you know we, we were just like guys you know footnote from mtv right and uh like whatever happened to him. and then uh saturday Night live my friend fred wolf who's a comedian mm-hmm. who uh g- always loves to tell this story how he got me in the improv in la in 1987 he goes hey man do you remember that story he just told me this last summer because he writes with adam Sandler in the movie you know this movie grown up so i did and he goes do you remember what happened and I, I forgot he goes yeah i got you in the I recommend you to the L.A. Improv. This is like 1987. And I was totally sober. I was. Uh, he goes, yeah. And the next day, I go, how did your audition go? Like, he went and put his name on the line. You know, he wasn't that big of a comic, but he right. really liked what I did, like comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm. And I go, yeah, well, I had a fist fight with the uh, manager. I had a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, you weren't even, like, guilty about it. I recommended you and you had a fight. <laughs> but so he, despite that... Years later, he goes and uh, recommends me to Lauren Michaels. So they're in L.A. to see comedy. I go on. The audience is, this is like 1995. The audience is a summer camp, because comedy was like dying at that time, you know. Mm. It's probably doing it again. It goes to those periods where, you know, people just stop caring. And it was a summer camp that was in the audience. So my act was like, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> trying to be. They just, I, they just looked at me. I bombed <laughs> so badly. And... uh but they hired me as a writer and I could see Fred I looked in the corner of My eye. Fred's like leaning to Lorne like yeah, like he's a good writer <laughs> 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 so and then Lorne Michaels busting my balls about this so they hired me as a writer for Saturday Night Live and then when I was writing they started getting me on the air you know because it was the first year of a whole new cast they're like oh do you want to try something for update features with Norm so I'd go and do these characters and then you know that was it.
4: How did you like? Uh, I mean, here all this times you're writing scripts and stuff, trying to move them. How did you like when you started writing at Saturday Night Live? The writing part of it was well,
1: I liked it. I liked writing sketches. You know, mm-hmm. like the first week, I got two sketches on, which was like amazing. But then, of course, I was so arrogant about it. Then every time after that, if I didn't get two on, I'd be like, "What's the matter with these people? <laughs> this is gold I'm handing." Out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how. But that's how everybody was over there. It's like you know, you have to be like that. Right. You know. To, you have to believe that you're really writing the best stuff. So, but the first week I scored bigs, so and I was like, hey, man, you know.
4: Uh, so at that point, you started to enjoy getting on the air a little more, though? Than
1: Of course, yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always the goal, though, wasn't writing? No, I never thought that could happen. But then mm-hmm. when it started to happen, I was like, yeah, I'll grab it, you know. Yeah.
4: And in the middle of that is when Norm had his whatever happened yeah. between him and then. Yeah. <laughs> The then, yeah. uh, the legend there, and I guess it was just the fact that you were there at the time. They didn't want to look outside. Or no, they wanted to they, look outside. They did.
1: I remember going along and going, "Look, I don't want Norm to leave, but if he's left, I'm telling you, I'll take it. I don't want because I was afraid they were going to greet yeah. somebody else, and then I would have been even more pissed. So, you know, that had to be a strange
4: position, right, for you? I mean, yeah, waiting for Norm,
1: weird. and then oh, Norm, know, like you guys be on the air. We were like good friends there, you know. Yeah. And then suddenly he's, uh, and we live in the same building, so we see each other in the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) We worked on the movie last year on Grown Ups, and me and him were together all day, every day. And we're just like, you know, we're like old friends, but we haven't seen each other much since then. And then one night, we're sitting there, and he's on coffee, he goes, yeah. Hey, how about the, we took around old days, and he goes, how about the time you ruined my life?
5: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Well, he was out no matter what, he's right? So no he's matter course yeah. I mean, but it is kind of that thing of like it is that thing. yeah, when you're, you know, your good buddy breaks up with a beautiful girl, you're like, "Well, she's going to date somebody." You know. <laughs>
1: I got to go. Yeah. But how quick were you thrown into that chair but It was over the break. Yeah that the whole thing happened, so then I was just like, like I said, I went to and I said, you know, because he's like, you know, I forget, they were were going to start to look outside, I knew it, you know.
4: But knowing what you, you know, like you've already told us about, you know, some of the stand-up stuff that you're doing, I guess you're writing, at least head writer of your own material, I guess, when you're running that desk, right? Yeah. To know when that light goes on, you've got this gigantic audience who's comparing you to everybody who's ever been in that position before
1: yeah i mean i wasn't i I was sort of thinking about that in retrospect my happiest years on there on saturday were before that Mm -hmm. when i was doing those characters and little stuff like i did this new york times thing i break down the new york times right like that was more my style doing jokes one punchline wait pause newscast yeah not 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 my style you know what i mean And it's also one of those
4: things that it kind of looks easy to the people who don't know. People that are watching like, well, he's got jokes in front of him. Doesn't have to memorize. So people, I think, that normally watch that. And if one joke bombs on Weekend Update, people at home are like, yeah
1: come on yeah it's a style for certain people (laughs) yeah it is easy in a certain way it is easy in that it's a self contained world but not for my style of my style of comedy but it is if you have the right style it can be really good you know yeah well your stuff is to comment on things exactly and that that wasn't right for that Yeah. yeah I didn't realize it at the time luckily yeah, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> <laughs> so you're around. Only in, in retrospect, I like, go, yeah. oh. And it was just when the internet came out. Right. Like when people, for not when it came out, but when people started commenting. Yeah, we're messing with So I was reports. one of the first people to <laughs> get I- Hammer on that fucking internet. And I mean and, and Lauren and them used to read it. Yeah. They figured like, hey, this is like the mind of the public. Right, yeah. And they're reading all the shit and I'm like, ah, oh. I was just reading it every week and then you know, yeah. since then nothing can hurt me really. You just you go into Lauren's office and he's on his first message board. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal but you know it is brutal now everyone's used to it now. oh
4: yeah everybody's used to it and we've you know had the opportunity to meet the people who write those things (laughs) and they're like these fucking people right here (laughs)
1: they're just uh, they're just the worst yeah it got pretty it got pretty it it was it was interesting yeah
4: but at first everybody did treat it like it was New York Times yeah like it was the Oracle (laughs) I mean they
1: would just sit there and go hey this is the public speaking yeah
4: and people are going uh, Punchy 368 thinks you're terrible you know and you're yes. like who is he
1: what's the background yes yeah he must be somebody if he can actually get on you're right he's like an exclusive yeah. club sure get like, on you know, fucking on there he's yeah. got his name up there
4: It was more president than a TV credit right so right so fairly quick into this you're like it's not for me but no I
1: didn't know that you didn't it was know. over yeah. like I said I wasn't aware thank God yeah. but when it was over I was like Yeah, I was kind of strange but I mean uh, but when it ended it was like uh, yeah I started to look at it and go yeah it's not necessarily my format you know.
4: So was it a thing where Lauren decided it wasn't your format?
1: Or? I think it was uh, I think we both decided mm-hmm. I mean it's hard to say really what it was sort of like a, a parting of the ways like mm, yes sir like a bow at, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean he was definitely he wasn't like, when I was like, hey, man, maybe I should leave. He wasn't like grabbing my leg. No.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can't do this. The show. This is what happened when Chevy left. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All Ron. Right, out. Yeah. Uh, but he kind of stayed in your corner after you yeah, left no, he was always, Yeah,
1: he was always he was great. I mean, look, he, he hired me as a writer when mm-hmm. I bombed. At the audition. And then he got me on the air and then he got me on Update. I mean, you know. Right. It was pretty
4: good. Uh, and then when you did the the short thing with NBC after that. Right. Was, was he involved in that yeah. in any way? Or? He was the, yeah, the uh,
1: yeah, got to put it together.
4: The guy who put it together. So that had to be strange. I know to sell what you were doing with the Colin Quinn show to NBC, even for the amount of time they got it on. It was a very strange thing to happen.
1: Yeah, I think you know. In retrospect, I can't believe it was on for three, yeah. three episodes. It was. It was truly. I. I could just imagine if I, what I know of networks, they must have been fucking horrified. Right.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> because, There's no way. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's one thing, even if you got that at eleven thirty or twelve thirty. Yeah. But what time were you on?
1: Uh nine o'clock. Yeah, it felt, it felt incredibly early. Yeah, for that show to be on television. Yeah, we're on a nine or nine thirty. I think right at the fear factor.
4: Yeah, and you just you pretty the much came out swinging, right? It just oh, felt like we you were out, swinging yeah. hard.
1: I mean, I was very proud of that show.
4: Yeah. It was really a, a different thing to see on. Yeah. Uh, what was the whole con- concept behind that? How were you able to pitch the that? The concept out?
1: was yeah. what became Tough Crowd, but I mean, mm-hmm. the concept was to get all the... Because I would be watching these comedians. I feel like the world... And still, I feel like it's even worse. I thought it was going to get better. I feel like it's fucking worse. Right. But I felt like the whole world is being politically correct, especially the media. So everything they said was either sensitive or it was just... Everything they said was so, like... Just, like, the right thing to say. But that's fine for certain things. It's not good for fucking comedy. Right. You know what I mean? And so I felt like everybody was always on the rights. And then I'd go to the comedy cellar and people would be on stage. Just everybody would be saying what people were really feeling. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the secret little things that everybody, you know what I mean? Like, true feelings about um- humanity and everybody's, you know... Just just real feelings about everything. And and then upstairs at the table, it was worse. It was just, we'd sit there and insult each other, and it was just godless is the only way to describe the <laughs> table. And then I was like, you know, it's such a breath of fresh air, and you don't see this except in the comedy, except in the club. Every time you walk through, and you had to use the bathroom at the comedy, so you're always walking through. Like right. The bathroom's through the club, so... I was like, man, I wish I could get this on TV. And then we got it on. I was so proud. But after three episodes, they were like, oh, what the- it, we didn't it, sign up for
4: this. It, it really is interesting, though, um, and because, again, you're brutal. But even in the stuff like uh, I Saw Comedian, the thing John right, right, right. does, and, uh, I, I hope that you guys all get to see this because everything that Colin's talking about now about comedy, you see Seinfeld doing and, yeah. and Colin's working with him on it. But it's really like one of the, the most human sides of Jerry. It's like the, the not stage Jerry, not the TV Jerry. Right. When he's sitting there, uh, he is one of the guys. Yeah. When he's, when he's hanging out with you. It's a really interesting thing to see.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, that, and that's what it was supposed to, that, that, that's what that's what I love about the NBC show but more even in Tough Crowd there were certain people that would just be themselves and right. like they weren't trying like I always bring up the examples of Nick DiPaolo and Patrice O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Who of course at first the network's like, Well those guys are not that likable. I'm like, I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> because they're saying they're not advertising themselves as likable guys. They advertise themselves as funny. Right. So that they were being themselves, not trying to phony it up and be like, Hey guys like me, you know. Mm-hmm. And just being funny on their own terms. Like that's there's something to be said for that too, you know. Oh, Absol- even though absolutely. they heard this. Both of them probably think I'm very likable. What's he talking
5: about? <laughs> you know, they're
1: deluded. Right. They need to know. They'd be like, "What? What's he talking about?" Well, I can be a little harsh
5: sometimes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but that—that's that's the great thing about that. That there, it's one thing to put together six minutes for the Tonight Show, and that's a really great right. thing. But for a person just to sit here the way you're being today, right. being funny off the top of their your head. Is whatever the magic comes from. I think you know what I mean. Like that's that that's the gift part of it. Sure, and know? the years of
1: doing it, of right. course, too. I mean, you right. know, anybody's comfortable. I mean, you know, at this point, if this many years, if you can't be so much funny, <laughs> right? But get, get, get out. <laughs> Just but leave. yeah, it's a combination. Right. Like like I said, like the guy I was telling you about, Al from Long Island, it was yeah. so funny. I don't know if he could ever do it. Like, but I bet if he had trained for twenty, I mean, sure, this guy was like a genius. He'd come in with a twenty-five minute story. But you know, from this thing, and it was always genius. I well, mean,
4: uh, Brian Regan was telling me the same thing sitting here one day, where he was saying, that I, he, "I'm not a fan
1: of Brian." Go well, no
4: one is. No, and I, you'll, be, you'll be glad to know his unmask was just awful. Uh, never got a laugh. <laughs> Uh, but he, but he came up with the thing that some of the funniest people have just never tried to actually do comedy. That's that right. Funny and comedian is not always the same exact thing. No, One that's is right. a craft, and
1: you know the other yeah. is whatever you get. Yeah, and there's plenty of guys that are not that funny that became right. comedians because. They knew that craft, and they went up there and worked it. They worked their craft, and then
4: also some of them, and we've had them on the show, just happen to be really good business people. You know what I mean?
5: <laughs>
1: they're, they're, that's great. There are, But you see why that's funny? I hate yeah. to break down comedy. It's funny because he goes, and some of them, we've had them on the show, they just, like you went back to his
5: sentence. <laughs> he just threw it in. I
4: almost dropped his, his name. I almost, oh, no. I almost slipped his name. Yeah. Well, there's always a few... But I mean,
1: but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think there's so many funny people that just, you know, like you said, they didn't bother with it for whatever reason. Well,
4: when you, when you did the Colin Quinn show, you, did you think this thing could take off or you're like, we're just slipping it in? Everything (laughs) I've ever,
1: you don't understand. And it's probably what's kept me alive. To this day, when I write projects, I'm like, this is going to get made. Yeah. And then they don't make them. I mean, and yeah, that show, I was like, of course they're going to pick it up. It's new. Nobody does anything like it you know but it's like there's no way they're not gonna do it there's no way they're not now only in the past year or two have I gotten kind of like negative about like what the networks and like I'm starting to really take them seriously right they really are uh, scared or whatever they are they really are you know they refuse to do things based on ideology or based on fear of like repercussion like I used to think if it's funny they know they don't have that much funny shit. They're going to do it. Right. They, they can't afford to be that picky when it comes to funny. But they, they'd rather do stuff that's mildly humorous and get not get themselves in in some kind of, you know... I feel like it's almost like a, a psychological debate with themselves where they have to reassess what they think fucking life is. Sure. You know?
4: Well, I also think... Uh, <laughs> and tell I we... spend a lot of
1: time alone <laughs> thinking about these? <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it does almost sound like a, a bomber. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they are slowly driving me towards. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't step up soon, that you, seems like the inevitable fucking but, end. But, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know
4: how valuable this interview will then become? (laughs) This this will be great. I'll be on Good Morning America. I felt something. (laughs) I
1: should have called. I saw. I should have called someone. And all you guys are going to look bad because you'll be laughing at the guy that killed thousands of people in fucking Hollywood. You'll be like, ah. (laughs) It's like. Like an NBC Burbank is detonated.
4: (laughs) They'll be like everybody throwing their arms up with Hitler and yeah. like that whole crowd. You know their relatives are still right. alive today. Right. That's my grandfather right there. <sighs> um, but you. But the thing about it is there is, when we go back to the integrity factor, you do have it with that. Whether yeah, that's well, always a good thing or a bad thing. But I, I was bringing up that people in these corporations, and I think government is the same way, people just get there and just try to keep their, that job as long as they can.
1: They Which know it's w- not permanent. I understand, but 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 at the same time, they have pretensions of artistic. Fi- yeah, I wouldn't mind if they spoke and just said, "Look, man, I'm watching. I'm covering my ass." But yeah. these people have fucking aspirations, and they talk shit their whole lives about being trying to do artistic stuff. That's the part that drives me crazy. So
4: they'll actually sit there and say to you, "We want the kind of stuff you're talking." Oh, about. they fucking.
5: T- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the sad thing. Yeah. You can never act your way out. When there's some subject that's constantly on your mind, you start spewing like it's so relaxed. <laughs> My fucking venom is so relaxed and organic now. But that's since the '80s, push the envelope, right? Fucking edgy. They use yeah. these words, and it just ah. Oh, I mean. Th- does it sometimes hurt that your anger brings laughter? That uh, <laughs> your, your pain? It's nice. It, usually it's one person has to be suffering listening to me ramble. So I just got to <laughs> have a... Someone is having coffee with you? Yeah.
4: I know, Colin. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. be huge. Should have Oscars by now.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, something like that.
5: Yeah.
4: That's pretty basically it, Rod. Right? Yeah. So when when you spun that into Tough crap. Right. you did find uh, a home there for this
1: show yes at first yeah, it was definitely a home as far as they were like look this show belongs with us you know yeah. it's like uh, and um, you know and I was like yeah 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 but then I did it there and then you know it went great as far as for a while but then yeah. <laughs> trouble ensued <laughs> and I blame the dumb comedians too because all the comedians <laughs> like, because I love comedians so much Like, and the regulars there I really did love them more than they deserved in many ways. But they would actually let people like, always like, ah, 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 he always gets canceled. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. But really, I was like, what the fuck, man?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: then when it got canceled, I felt like they put it out there. Right. <laughs> So, so
4: they had zero pressure on them. This is just yeah. like a fun gig. They get to come in, plug, oh, yeah. go in, and
1: but they acted like all the pressure was on them. Yeah, it's just, each woman come in. You know how comedians <laughs> are. They come in every day, like, yeah, thank God I'm here. <laughs>
4: Don't worry about it, Kyle. Take a break. Yeah. How did you get along with every all the other shows there at Comedy Central? Did it feel like you were part of it, or? It just even on that a, yeah. even on that network, you guys still stuck out like a sore thumb. You just <laughs> you just
5: <laughs>
1: even on Comedy Central and cable, you're watching this and you're like, "Is this really television?" It was yeah. a really different I mean, show. We said that every day. What we said on that show would have got you fired from. Any, you'd be on the front sure. page of every magazine. We said every day in public, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was uh. Well, I mean, we knew all the other comedians, sort of from, you know. I mean, I know John Stewart for years. I know all these guys, but I mean. It's not like anybody hung out with each other. It was more right. like just our little
4: world of our show. You know? But if you watch John's show and um, The Colbert Show, these are really polished, sharp, well written right. comedy shows <laughs> where you guys were just
1: swinging.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it, it
6: just. <laughs> brought... <laughs>
1: You know, it takes a lot of work to make something look <laughs> like it's not
6: rehearsed. It, it did occasionally look like
1: someone was going to get hit with a chair
6: on your yeah. show. Yeah.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> These guys are out of their mind. But, um, yeah, it got very uh, volatile because because we're bringing up real subjects that mm-hmm. people just have big opinions on, you know? So every time it was funny, but then it turned into a screaming match. Did the, did the networks think they could tweak it at all, or did they just? Feel yeah, like- they 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 tried to uh, talk to me a couple of times, mm-hmm. but that's not talking to him. Um, <laughs> they tried to talk to me like at one point they were like, you know, you guys talk about race almost every day, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, tell Patrice, tell Keith, tell the black community, they could. and I mean, what to me the height of hypocrisy mm-hmm. was that they would like say. You guys, they would bleep all black comedians saying the N-word mm-hmm. but Chappelle which was on earlier which was on later than us no ear, earlier than us so actually that's you know usually right. they would say it 50 times you know Right. so even all black when the black comedians would say N-word they'd bleep us Well, because the, it was a white show I guess or whatever they or, rationale. or maybe it's because Chappelle actually
4: wrote that bit where you guys were just using it. Describing you just,
5: each yeah. other. <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: it, <laughs> your, your show, it really felt like it was meant to hurt. Oh, it yeah. short uh,
1: <laughs> sure it <was>. The, um... <laughs> But I remember one time They actually said Okay Because I was complaining about this You know It was like symbolic to me Of everything Right And um, I go You guys So they go Okay so The subject was the N word mm-hmm. So they go Okay You guys can use it Even the white guys We're not going to believe anybody And the censor came up to me And said But you know Try to be like Do it within reason So I said Yes you're right So of course Every asshole on the show that day abuse all the white guys <laughs> Where at the end I was just looking at the censor like I swear to god I did not mean any of this it was like ridiculous what happened that Right. Day. so that was like you know Then in that case the censor was right I was, <laughs> I was like alright just do whatever you have to do <laughs> but I mean but yeah they wanted to change the whole racial component of the show I mean it was everyday it was a rip you know I wouldn't necessarily bring it up but it would get brought up and everybody sure. used to be talking about I and yelling you know and uh, I mean I was you know I, I can't act like I was in a I'm like hey everybody's talking I was just the host. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean but then they were like why can't you guys talk about you know like celebrity stuff more celebrity driven stuff and yeah. I was like can you imagine me going to like Nick DePaulo, Patrice on the going hey fellas you hear about the Paris Hilton thing <laughs> they would destroy me <laughs> you know i mean i love doing it but you know whatever i mean you, know.
4: you did wrangle i will give you that no one i think i don't think people who watch that understand what it's like to try to tug that back everyone oh my god yeah. yeah i tried right, yeah, right. you did try <laughs> But I watched uh, some of it on YouTube just the other you know knowing that you were coming on to do this and I actually thought at one point how did this get on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate
1: compliment. <laughs> now that's a compliment. I thought. Um, well, they always gay lip service at comedy supposed to be provoking and you know, right all stuff, absolutely, so it's absolutely people's thoughts out loud that nobody would say and. Truly, in the middle of all
4: these cable networks, so you tell me that we can't have a half hour here and there of this kind of stuff. I mean, it's
1: insane. <laughs> Apparently not. To, not. <laughs> yeah, I been I've been trying to push them for five and a half years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> do you? Uh, do you have any plans? Is there a, a big thing that you're thinking about next? Or
1: yeah, well, I mean, I'm doing a lot of different stuff. You know, mm. trying to get a bunch of stuff going on. But I mean, you know, I've been doing that for years. Like I say, since I left, I write scripts, I write stand up, I do shows, I do everything. How about a know? book? You seem like you got. Uh, Everyone says to do a book I don't know why I don't want to write a book What a novel I would write a novel Yeah I wouldn't write a book though You know
4: yeah, not not your no, not your like, show
1: business bio. Right, I don't right. want you to
4: waste your I don't time. Like those, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for Angela's Ashes Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, I have it in my mind that you are the Irish storyteller. That that's that's the thing that you're that you're meant to do. I really do think you could well, pull that off.
1: Yeah, maybe I should. Obviously, yeah. nothing else is working.
4: <laughs> 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 I promised some of these people they could ask questions as well if you don't sure. mind. But uh, it's been so much fun sitting around here with you. Uh, Who do we got here?
6: Uh, Hi, Colin. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, when you were scouting for Last Comic Standing, uh, what was it that you were looking for? First of all,
1: that's a statement that I could sue you for (laughs) slander. I was a judge on last Comic Standing as a favor to Jay Moore. He asked me if I'd be a judge. It's my sex tape. But I mean, uh,
4: so I didn't... This kid makes it feel like you're out hitting the bushes,
6: <laughs> looking for that <laughs> Next like, big ball player. He's like, hey, Mr. Autistic, <laughs> <laughs> why are you out-scouting the <laughs> comic <laughs> standing? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say
1: one more funny yeah. thing about Autistic Pretensions? Yeah. Which I said, I Ken not other Other memorial. memorial. One time we were hanging out, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking about stand-up, we were in the middle of MTV, remote control, so we were autographing all the stuff after the show. You know, it's like, all he's just like, you know, everybody's like wild drinking And I'm talking to Kenny. I'm going, I just, you know, stand up. I started going into this like artistic explanation for stand up. I'm like, you know, because really, I mean, what um, our essence of what we're trying to do stand up wise, if you look back and then just then some girl comes up and hands me a pen and pulls her shirt <laughs> down for me to sign a tit. And he goes, hey, what do you have to say now? Fucking Spaulding Gray. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I was a judge on last comic standing what was I looking for then I mean I've never scouted for them but uh, I don't know you got such a scarless room (laughs) I was looking for a paycheck what's What's the big deal you're trying to say what what are the things I think stand up I mean stand up to me it's like if I could do it all over again the way I would do it if I was anybody going into stand up is just I would write every story that happened i would write each thing in a story that happened to me so you always have a beginning and end and then just put in whatever jokes you could do but but i'd make it things that happened to me you know what i mean like that's that's the only way to be original this way nobody can really steal off you and you always have an end to your story so if you're going upstate if you're doing stand-up you always have a story of your life so you'll never fight you'll never forget it and you, you know just sprinkle the jokes in but I mean, that's not what I would look for stand-up buyers. But like I said, I only judged that one time. And so everything would be to haunt me. Yeah,
4: <laughs> everything would be totally personally based for you.
1: I would base everything on a real story, so you always had an end. Because remember, I'm. Mm-hmm very qualified to talk about this because I bombed for years in stand-up so I know what I did wrong and one of the things I did wrong was I didn't know I didn't let the audience know where the ending could be Yeah. and plus if you're talking about your own life you can never go wrong nobody can really steal your style and it will help you strongly build your style you know who exactly that sounds like Spalding Gray I think (laughs) (laughs) think but (laughs) also Bill Cosby yeah Bill Cosby does that when you yeah. think about it. He'll take one story and it'll be a 30-minute... It could be the dentist, but it goes into his daughters. He digresses into his... Right. Parents about his, and then back to the story. And know? they follow him the whole time. And they follow him, follow him the whole
4: time. Yeah. Uh, let's go uh, over here. Um, on your days at Saturday Night Live, do you remember a host being particularly bad uh, when you were
1: there? Um. Well, you know, I was like kind of out of the loop as far as hosts. I mean, everybody always said... Chevy Chase like the would problem but I thought Chevy Chase was funny as hell when he came on he was just a real ball buster but it was like it was funny you know he Like he wasn't doing it he wasn't being malicious he was just like a, you know he's just crazy you know what I mean but they all killed him in that book though they killed him in that yeah. book yeah but I was there that time I thought he was funny yeah
4: for you're just reading this book and it's everyone's memories of Saturday Night Live and anytime Chevy came back to host the show everyone just acted like he's ruined everything yeah
1: but he was such a funny ball buster in a certain right. way that it's hard to... You know, it wasn't like he was just bullying people. He was, he'd he bust lawns, but he just, he's, he's just a hyper guy. He's like a kid. Right. He's like a little kid. Right. He just goes and just fucks things up and throws shit. <laughs> He's just, but it's funny the way he does it. But why do you think it is, what is it about his personality
4: that people were just, or was it the fact that he was already successful, had money, you know, what bothered him? Well, about
1: it? I guess it was just a style, of personality yeah. that comedians, of course, love because like one time he came on the show and I was warming up the crowd before the show so it's like a kind of important thing and you're up there warming up and trying Mm. to get little laughs and shows about to start and he walks through the crowd and they all start applauding like crazy and he comes up to me he leans in and hugs me and he goes I just wanted to fuck you up and walked away
4: (laughs) 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 Is there a particular bit that you wrote for In Living Color that you're the most proud of?
1: Ah my In Living Color well they barely used any of my bits but I wrote one bit this is it's sad that I remember this bit, but it was for uh, Snow. Do you remember Snow? He was a Canadian rapper. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Informer, that song Informer. <laughs> <laughs> and my bit was, in four months, you know, you're going to be back in Toronto with a day job. <laughs> Which turned out to be very impressive. <laughs> I'm not proud that I remember that bit to this day, but like I said, I I didn't get a lot of things on. Jim Carrey, who shows, once again, my great acumen, was leaving to go do Ace Ventura 1. And I remember thinking to myself, this poor idiot is walking out of his last big shot here on Living Color. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had read that script. That script was shit until Jim Carrey made it Jim Carrey's. Right. That script was floating around Hollywood for years. They're trying to get people. I even read it. That's how low they got.
4: Yeah, and I'm sure it still reads like shit. I mean, it it
1: really. He just took it and made it. Yeah, he just. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh so you were like don't do this
1: Jim whatever No I like. I didn't have that kind of power at right No did I would you be did you move in the out to LA? While he's getting his makeup Hey what do you think of this show <laughs> Did you move out to LA during that time or Yes that's when I was out in LA that yeah. was uh, showed my like right it was between right before SNL mm-hmm. I had my writers experience there yeah.
4: <laughs> Is that uh was did that change the way you looked at the world to live in LA for a while cuz you're such a New York guy
1: yeah, I mean it was good. LA good in a certain way because it gives you a real, real picture of like showbiz. You know, you just drive around by yourself in a car for hours at a time every day, and mm. you gotta really <laughs> confront yourself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. It's reality. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would. It's not really a place I would want to spend my life, but I like LA, alright. But yeah, when I was writing there, it was it was interesting because also as a writer, instead of being a performer, I had to look at it from that point of view too, not being sure. So that, that was a good experience. It was good for when I got hired by SNL. I was already a writer, so I had experience.
4: Uh, let's go over here. Hey, uh, what do you think of the current SNL squad?
1: Hilarious. <laughs> I swear to God, I think they're so... They're fucking hilarious. I can't believe it. They're really funny. I mean, Chris and Wig, of course, but like Bill Hay... And... Uh, All of them. Just everybody does one thing that I'm like... I mean, I don't even watch it that much, but every time I watch it, I watch it on fucking Hulu all the time and shit. (laughs) And like Fred Armiston doing that comedian. You know, he does that comedian in the newspaper and the army (laughs) jacket. Just everybody does so much shit, but she's like a damn... And even Justin Timberlake. I don't want to like this fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) But he did that... I keep watching that sketch, you know, a classic peg where it's like you know him with her she's like the target lady and he starts going into this yeah it's fucking hilarious i think they're as good as any any i mean the cast i was looking at the people i was with will and sherry and all that they were fucking amazed they brought the show back The right. show was about to get canceled Remember, well it's like just about night?
4: that time too that they started to focus on women and yeah. haven't taken their focus off it. it is a really That's right. strong wo- woman show now
1: yeah totally yeah. totally and look at Chris and and look at all these other new girls yeah.
4: Jenny Elliott uh, is, it, is it tough for you to write, write for women because uh, you have this kind of masculine point of view is that easy for you when you're writing your screenplays and stuff uh,
1: I mean no I mean I, I don't know it's, yeah. we, we'll know if one of them will ever get fucking made mm. then, you, <laughs> then I'd love to be criticized <laughs> (laughs) But as it is, it's just me in my room. (laughs) And my my coffee friends. This script. You're right, Colin. It's great, Colin. You know, it's a sin. That's a women character.
4: (laughs) Right? It's a sin. It's a sin This isn't bigger. Exactly.
6: (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, Colin, uh, any favorite moments from remote control, either on air or backstage? Well, I mean... uh,
1: on air, the, the the most favorite moment was what happened was if you won, if you hit all the videos, they'd be lying in this craftmatic adjustable bed at the end, and if you won all the videos, you'd win a Mitsubishi Montero. That was the big prize, Mitsubishi. <clears throat> prize. So one kid, yeah, you'd have to guess the seven videos, and it was hard. You know, you guess the video, so they're like sitting there mm-hmm. and they're lying in the bed. and you have to go, okay, that's White Snake. That's fucking, you know. Uh, you know, was not was. <laughs> sort of <a> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the fucking Stone Roses. And then, so then this one kid, I can't remember, but I remember the kid actually came up to me years later and go, you know, some girl was like halfway through, she was, and she and we just, she had six out of seven, and she said, me and Kari, the girl that was on the show with me, we went leaned in and whispered the last one. Through. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Mr. B she's pissed at that one
4: (laughs) Uh, Colin I always know that that this is a good uh, unmask when the hour goes by so fast I feel like we just got to scratch the surface with you man so it's just a pleasure the legend Colin Quinn let him hear you
5: that was great
3: It's like when you see someone look at a, a little handicapped and go oh look at him he's not able-bodied i am i'm prejudiced yeah well at least the little handicapped fella is able-minded unless he's not it's
1: difficult to tell with the wheelchair ones
4: it's difficult to tell with the wheelchair ones. Uh, by the way, boys, the folks from Fishtail uh, have been writing to us that we want to show up. Are we thinking tomorrow?
10: Tomorrow sounds very good. Dave can't do Thursdays.
6: Why? I have ther- uh, my kids' therapies on Thursdays. So I usually have to leave here. I didn't know you get at therapy. Yeah, we have someone come over to the house. I try to be there if I can. Mm. And then Fridays I have Pearl Jam. Shit. Are you going to Pearl Jam with? Uh, former intern and producer, Pitsy. Oh, the two old buddies. Well, we're the only uh, Pearl Jam fans that we know anymore. Well, oh, oh and, and someone else.
4: And then we used to call Pitsy, um, well, I had this nickname for him, but it was early Hicks. And he <laughs> was Hicks before there was a Hicks. Yeah. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. So then maybe sometime next week. To Monday. Um, Saturday. Saturday might not be a bad idea. You
6: get everybody back in the city. I'll be in the city because I'm going to the Yankees-Mets. <laughs> But for having a hard life, you sure have a lot of easy times. Well, I, the, these are, uh, everyone's giving me free t- uh, tickets, so. Who's everyone? Pitsy? <laughs> you're going. What to- is, are you and Pitsy having an affair? <laughs> no, he just, he was like, I, I, I got a Pro Jam ticket for you. And then he said, I have an extra pair of Mets tickets, Mets, Yankees.
4: Uh, And in Annapolis, you're on the Run Affairs show. Hi,
8: buddy. Hey, buddy. Um,. Ron, I just love the Colin Quinn interview because I love to hear you laugh that much. You have an awesome laugh, and I don't get to hear it on the Ron and Fez show. Well, as
4: much Colin actually shocked me, but I do laugh if any of these guys fall down or hurt themselves, <laughs> and I laugh horribly whenever we do the hypno- hypnosis show. And Don the hypnotist is uh, wants to do another one yeah. uh, very very soon.
5: And at the
8: impression contest. You were laughing at the impressions between Fez and Dave. So
4: that I was do laugh effect. at people's bad impressions. <laughs> I, Anna, here's what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to plan a show just around things that make me personally laugh.
8: Oh, really? Yeah.
4: And it'll just be for me and you to enjoy.
8: Oh, I would love that, Ronnie. i a huge fan. What a uh, treat.
4: All right. Thank you very much, Thank honey. Thank you. Bye. Um, actually... I find uh, laughing to be somewhat unpleasant. You just kind of pushed off kilter there for a second. It's almost like having water in your lungs when you start to laugh.
8: Mine goes machine gun on me too much.
4: 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 Run 0 fez, Zero fez. Uh, We brought up the fact that we are all looking forward to Lost. Anything ending up tonight? Are we having a big vote off on the American Idol? I know this. Yeah. Uh today is Malcolm X's uh birthday. That is not a tw- uh, tw- uh trending topic on Twitter, but Lee DeWise is a trending topic. Uh, these I picked the Chicago guy and the girl from the beginning is the two. The weird thing is like they were together first day.
6: Um, uh, this was the most set up year I've ever seen. They tried to screw. And I'm not even a Casey fan. I find him very boring. But mm. they fucked with that fucking. Do you realize poor... how bad that comes off when you are saying I'm not a Casey fan. <laughs> I meant how uh, that easy it is to pull that. Right. I meant the <laughs> the cowboy guy. Uh, he's terrible. But they screwed with him. Give him the first song in both rounds. That's not fair. Um, That's A.B. The judges pick a fucking John Mayer song. Simon Cowell picks a Leonard Cohen song. How fucking fair is that? He he has to sing Daughters, and the other guy gets to sing Hallelujah, for Christ's sakes.
4: Yeah, but Daughters hasn't got done as much. Hallelujah gets done constantly. I thought Daughters was a really perfect song to pick for that kid. I thought it was terrible. And I thought he didn't do it well. But Daughters is one of those songs that women fucking love. And he could have fucking nailed that thing and been on his way.
6: But it's too lazy, and and, and it, it was identical to his first performance, which was lazy.
4: That's not the judge's fault. He should have came out and rocked his first performance. He was supposed to be a long haired rocking
6: guy. But the but the but why choose a song that there's no? They were even Carib was even saying last night. It's a very flat, you know, consistent song. Yeah, but it was a giant hit. It, it fucking made John Mayer. After it was over, he got himself a uh, solid
4: gold swimming pool.
8: I thought they were trying to help him with it because they know that he doesn't have as much range as the other two do. And they were looking for something that didn't have, like, big high notes to finish on.
4: Well, you have to show you that. You can't walk into a fucking Chili's in this country without hearing this song
6: playing. Yeah, but you don't do it identical to the guy. Well, that's- then, you, then that's what your beef is with the guy. Your beef would be with him for not turning it into his own and well, making it boring. That's what I said. It was it was with it was with everyone. He was lazy, and the judges were lazy with when it comes to originality for this dude. Simon Cowell takes fucking the Hallelujah. How are you not going to crush with that song? Davey Mack could sing that. I
4: can't. I They have taken a song that I used to love, and I'm now annoyed with it because it's been on fucking TV so many times. And Leonard Cohen has a million other great songs for them to do.
6: Yeah. But and they can't fucking get off of it. It's every single season. Someone does ha- Hallelujah. Every
4: season. And now season. people that don't even know Leonard Cohen are like... Oh, that fucking bubblegum bullshit religious song. Hallelujah. And I go, it's not like that. I go, look at me. Look at me right now like I'm speaking to you from my heart. Or they say Jeff Buckley. That's the other one. Well, they got it. Fucking, you go by the writer. Yeah. They all attempt to sing it like Jeff Buckley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's another 15 people who fucking recorded that song before your precious swimmer, Jeff Buckley. (laughs) The man who fucking (laughs) took on the Mississippi River in the middle of the night. He drowned, Mr. B. I'm not... People don't understand swimming in a river. I'm telling you right now, you don't understand currents. I wouldn't do it. I'm a, I'm
6: a I'm strictly a lake man. How about the ocean? Too much sunburn in the ocean. How about swimming pool? Yeah, I like a nice pool. A lot of times you get that fucking chlorine on your skin though after a pool. That's true, and then my eyes get very red and albino-ish. That's funny. Make sure you make a twitty of that. <laughs> People always get scared. Right, this song's boring the shit out of me. See, what's it even about?
10: Ah, no, Girls
6: I become lovers, motherfucker. I, I'd go out of my mind. It's a fucking I'd porno. Go out of my mind if somebody
4: put him on. <laughs> I'd go like this. I just, uh, I guess, I'll just get the cheeseburger. I don't feel like having the special. It's chili music.
6: Yeah, this, this show made such a mistake by kicking out Siobhan, and and they kept. Well, again, you know, now you're blaming the fucking audience at home. They can't help it. No one wanted her. But they shouldn't have saved Big Mike, and they could have stayed. And then they could have had that for to save Siobhan. She stunk too. She was a screamer. She was always on key, though. All right, you know everything, Dave.
4: You're the fucking. You know everything. You go. Why don't you go to Pearl Jam and the Yankees, Mets, and you have a, a beautiful getaway weekend? Thanks to Pitson. And you moved, and you ruined uh, Fezzi's fishtail plants.
8: I was all set to take everyone. Well, I, I said tonight. Cody, Indiana, you're on first.
9: Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, I heard you just say that even you could sing Hallelujah, but I, I'd love to hear a little bit of that. And if you did do it, don't sing it like you do your duets with uh, with your mom, right,
4: That's ru- uh, rude. Go ahead, Dave. Hallelujah. Well, you want to start at the beginning of the song.
6: Oh, I'm not, I don't know all the words at the beginning, like. So then you couldn't sing the song. There comes a time and a place and a way, and the only thing a man can say is hallelujah, hallelujah. See? Boom! The crowd would be eating out of my hand. And then I go and walked along and I saw the falls on Scrone Hallelujah. See? I can do it.
4: You saw the scrawls on Scrone John? <laughs>
8: <laughs> if you had done it, it'd be Adam goes home tonight to Spring Lake, New Jersey.
4: By the way, did they play that down? That used to be my favorite thing. They'd go home, go back to their old high school, get on the local radio station, the local LX. Everybody's having fun. Today, they just went to an
6: AT&T store in front of 50 people. (laughs) It was awful. It was fucking terrible. There was no buzz around it. It almost ruined my my, my loss Because they
4: have to have money for everything. Everything that needs to turn into a corporate sponsorship, something that used to be
6: just fun and good for the show. Yeah, well, and I always thought they did that big thing when they go home with only the final two. Why? No, it was always the final
4: three. Oh, final yeah. three? Always final three. Okay.
6: So apparently you don't know. It's not only lyrics you don't
4: know. It's also about this. Fez, we got a you and I got a beautiful email
6: from Casey today thanking oh. us for the baby's gifts. Thank you. Did you like them, Dave? I don't know what they are. I've not been home. I've been here today. Oh, you're going to go crazy for them. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. More
8: toys. To you make on. it. You make it very easy having the kids' it, birthdays within a week of each other. They made
4: it very easy on us.
8: <laughs> it's made just it one easy package. for our
4: shopping. Hey, you didn't buy the the gifts. What, are you trying to remember the bet? <laughs> <say laughs> <if you do? laughs> trying to pick out. Oh, you're doing Fez's part. Yeah, I mean he's not. <laughs> you're giving yeah. them clues. We don't go that way. <laughs> we don't do any of that anymore. <laughs> Mm. all right earl douglas wants me to see um oh janelle Monet, is that her name she was on uh letterman last night he wants to get her on our show she's like the black lady gaga i dig her in a big way all right we're gonna get ready to to uh, nail this one down so did you guys want to go tonight
6: Sure, why not? Pepper says it works for him
10: Works for me,
6: Barney B Bonnie B It's the the Bonnie B and Bez show
4: (laughs) Alright, we might go out tonight And eat shellfish I don't know right now Alright I hope you guys enjoyed The Unmasked It was a lot of fun I appreciate Colin Quinn coming in and doing that with us Oh, uh, That is it for us. See you tomorrow. Anything else to plug, Fezzy?
8: Just want to remind people about DonnyDunphy.com. He's going to be at the Ev- Evolve Festival in Nova Scotia. If you're in the area, check out DonnyDunphy.com for dates. Satellite on long. Uh, that's the my uh, Show. Donk. satellite
4: gone way up tomorrow.
10: Filled with park and cars I watched the Satellite of love Satellite of
3: love Satellite of love Satellite, of love. Satellite, of love. Satellite of... I've been told that you've been bold
10: while I love to watch things on TV. Satellite of love.
3: Satellite of